presentation from Alive 105, live and local. It's Friday night, and time for Derby, Derby Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, it's Friday night. We're uh, on the road, but uh, that's a good thing. We're still playing football. We are fortunate enough to have Coach Clark, Coach Wietrich up here in the booth with us tonight. Guys, talk to us about the big win last week, Gardner-Edgerton, and uh, how that film broke down uh, in all phases of the game. Uh, special team-wise, I guess I'll start with uh, our, our kicker, Scotty. He did a really good job. I thought he placed the ball pretty well. You know, it's, it's amazing what uh, a week of practice or a couple days of practice will, will allow you to do. You know, he's been full-time soccer and just shows up and kicks, but now he's able to show up to practice and, and practice with Coach DeVore a little bit. And uh, um, he's already, I mean, he improved this week just, just in practice. So uh, I thought he kicked the ball well. I, I thought our kickoff cover team did okay at times. Um, and then our kickoff return and punt return, we we kept our defense out there a lot on punt return because they've shown some fakes and we didn't want to give up the big play. Our kickoff return, we went hands team quite a bit uh, once they finally did score because they, they've shown so many onsides. I and mean, I think we talked them out of a couple onsides just by having our hands team in there, so they kicked it deep. Um, and their punt team did okay, too. I thought uh, uh, it was the best effort I've seen our stingers out of our punt team. I mean, there was no way they were going to get a return. They were down there so quick. So I was pretty proud of them there. Uh, offensively, uh, you know, we had our ups and downs, but more ups and downs, obviously. We had a couple, um, you know, we turned the ball over a couple times. Um, but I thought consistently uh, we our, our kids did well. The effort was there. Um, they they confused us at first. They they jumped into three different fronts. They showed a, a four three with the stand up in that looked like a three three to us. Uh, then they went to a three three uh, wide alpha uh, look that that we've seen, and then uh, three four. I mean that's the first three plays that our offensive line took. So it was a little confusing, but we were able to get on the sideline, show them what you know. We prepared for all those fronts, but uh, show them kind of what, uh, what what they were doing, and our, our guys kind of dialed it in and, and did a good job. I thought our receivers had a pretty big game. I thought they blocked well. Uh, we, we expanded the playbook immensely, and uh, you know, on Monday I was not excited. I was a bit confused. We had so much in there. Then Tuesday I got a little bit more excited. Then Wednesday more. And then Thursday the kids picked up on all the stuff that we added and everything that we did. And, uh, and a lot of that stuff was probably the first time you've seen some of those formations and plays that, that we were doing. I thought Lim had a good game. Obviously they took away Dylan with uh, their outside backers, so it allowed Lim to run. So Lim got a lot of yards. But uh, for the most part I, I was pretty excited. Uh, you know, against against a team like Lawrence, we're going to have to be a little bit more consistent. We're not going to be able to turn over the ball. But uh, uh, for the most part, last week I was I was happy with our offense. Yeah, defensively, I thought uh, another great week of growth from our guys up front: uh, Carpenter, Dorsey, um, Gifford, uh, Sweatman when he was in there. Our guys up front did a great job. You know, we went against a, a really good offensive line with Gardner, big physical group, played really physical style of football, and we've been kind of ha- riding that group pretty hard. And uh, they've 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 kept responding positively. They kept, they've kept coming to work hard. Um, it really started up front with those guys, and we were able to keep them scoreless in the first half, and we were able to get the, you know, get the ball back as much as we could to our offense and give them more shots and uh, more series, more possessions. So our defense played really well. well we tackled pretty well, I, I thought, for, for going against a pretty special athlete they had over there running the ball. So 
I'm really happy how we progress on defense and you know, all week is kind of continue. We kind of we have a good momentum going right now, and I'm I'm just hoping to see uh, that carry over tonight. We play a really good team with Lawrence. Hey, Coach Clark, uh, this is your 15th season at Derby, and uh, next year we're going to have basically a new stadium. Uh, and I know you've looked at the old stadium and the crowd thousands of times, and and uh, over the course of the 15 years, so. Uh, why don't you give us a high point, maybe, and a low point over the last 15 years about the stadium? Well, the high point is obviously the magic, the crowd. I mean, that's that's what makes Derby football so special, you know. Uh, and it's still special this year, even though we we don't have our crowd. Our, our fans have really been cheering; they've been super positive. Uh, um, but uh, uh, the biggest high point is probably our crowd. Um, whenever I look up there, big games, when it's standing room only, you know, I'll, I'll walk out of the locker room and tear up a little bit, just just get emotional, just how, just to know that I'm a part of all this, you know. I, I get to be a part of it. I just feel so blessed and so lucky um, with our fan base. And then uh, probably the low point of our stadium, I would have to say, is our locker room. Uh, when they built that locker room, uh, they made a smaller locker room than the old one that we used to have, and I've, I've been in both. And uh, um, we we had a way back when we had a board member that kept wanting to cut it down because uh, I, I don't know save cost or whatever. And now it can hold a, probably a 4A soccer team in there, uh, and it definitely can't hold 100 kids. Um, our kids have to change outside. The air conditioner has been broke uh, probably for 10 to 12 years, and we haven't had air conditioning in there either. So when you pack a 100 kids in a locker room that's built for about 20 and then it's you know the the early the early games when it's 100 degrees outside uh our, our kids are i mean they're sweating more in the locker room they can't wait to get out to pregame where it's 100 degrees out because it's 120 with no air circulation so uh i'd say our low point is uh, definitely our locker room and our high point is obviously the the fan base Coach Wietrich, I got to touch on this. Uh, I know you had a couple of, of sons this week uh, on Monday, so I'm just, congratulations, first of all. And uh, talk to us a little bit about how this week's gone for you. Uh, wife uh, delivered a couple twins, and uh, then now you got uh, to prepare for a ball game. How'd you do it this week? Yeah, we couldn't be more excited and blessed as a family. We've uh, my wife was pregnant. You know, we knew it was, you know we knew the whole season it was going to be. More than likely, we knew it was going to happen during playoffs, you know, and it's like, oh, geez, how's this going to work, you know, and uh, I kept on kind of dreading it, you know, and we were hoping to get through season and get it all done and then maybe have the kids afterwards, but now, sure enough, you know, and, you know we don't we don't get to pick this stuff right, so uh, her water broke Sunday night, and then all of a sudden, we're going to the hospital and get everything ready, you know. I will say the timing was, was, was really good, actually, because... We were able to get all of, all of our planning done, all of our game plan done, and, and install our coaches meeting, all that done. So we got, you know, all day Saturday prepping for for Lawrence. Sunday we met as a staff and got it all knocked out and got it hammered out how we wanted to handle it. Um, I went to the hospital Sunday night, obviously with my wife, and then um, and then Monday I was gone, obviously, and I wasn't I wasn't there at practice for the meetings because I was with my wife in the hospital and. Uh, I, I got to just say that we're really fortunate to have a very solid staff here. My, my defensive guys did a great job. I knew they would. I mean, I wouldn't – me being gone wasn't a big concern. I mean, I, I knew that once we got the stuff and the information, the data all ran the weekend, we watched our film, we got together on Sunday. I knew once we, our plan was installed, I knew the guys we have on staff with, with Coach Haynes, Hendrick, Davis, uh, Tolson to safeties, and uh, Goble the D-line. I knew those guys could handle it, so – uh, they ran Monday meetings with without me, and they they got it all installed and talked the guys through it and how we're gonna how we're gonna you know prep and play against Lawrence and uh, 
I showed up Tuesday. Luckily, I was, uh, you know, the birth went well. Both twins came out. Both twins came out healthy for the most part. And we had a little bit of hiccup and with one of them, but uh, everyone's healthy. Mom's healthy. The two boys are healthy. And uh, uh, I was able to get away for a little bit, come to practice on Tuesday. And, you know, by that, by that point, my wife wanted me out of there. So, <laughs> so it worked out. So I've, I've been extremely blessed. You know, I'm a blessed to be part of this program. And uh, the guys on the staff, you know, Coach Clark and all these guys helped me out. And then uh, my defensive staff kind of carrying my weight for me when I wasn't able to do all the stuff I wanted to do. But, yeah, really, really excited for me as a family. You know, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty proud dad right now. And I got two young, two young twin boys, you know, that, that I'm looking forward to, to raising and stuff like that. So really blessed, really blessed to be here, really blessed uh, just in general that we have going on right now. So thank you. Yeah, my congratulations as well, Coach. But, uh, you know, let's get back to an easy question. Uh, Friday night in the ball game, defensively, it looked to me, I, 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 maybe I was just looking at it wrong, that you guys kind of took a safety out and or brought him down at linebacker and went to four, four down linemen. Uh, was that a good observation? And if it was, why did you do it? That was a good observation, Doyle. That was, uh, yeah, so we – you know, they run a lot of heavy sets. They ran a lot of two-back sets, tight end set as well, so we call it 21 personnel. Um, so they were getting a lot of heavy sets, and they wanted to run the football. So um, and we knew, especially in short yardage or if they had long, sustained drives and our, and our D linemen were getting tired or getting a little bit of a push up front, we knew that we could uh, we could personnel it. And we also had a good idea by, by what personnel they are bringing off the sideline into the formation. So we had a very good indication – of what offensive plays or formations we were going to see based on what personnel they're bringing in. So we knew when they were bringing in uh, their two tight end look, or they're bringing in a couple, they're taking off some skill guys and bringing in some more, some more heavy dudes. You know, we knew it was going to be more of a run personnel set for them. So we called the package heavy package. So heavy package to us, we were going to bring, we we're going to take off one of our light kids, you know, and bring in a heavy kid. So that, that kind of what it turns it into. So, so yeah, we brought in a four down lineman look and, uh, you know, we're stemming in and out of our, our four-man fronts. And, you know, for our, for our defensive guys, it, it's no big thing. We, we're going to roll the same thing this week. We're going to personnel. We have, we have probably three or four different personnel groups that we kind of practice on a weekly, on a regular weekly basis based on personnel, based on situation, you know. You know, we go through all of our scenarios, whether it's third and forever, fourth and forever, into half. You know, we might, we might bring in an additional safety, take out an, take out an outside back, backer, bring another safety in. Um, and we have a package where, yeah, like we, like we the last time we bring in additional D linemen and we get we can get heavy, we can get uh, real physical real quick. So, and that helped us a lot in this game because uh, we brought those in because we, we knew it was going to be kind of a rundown. And when those guys came in, they did a great job. We stuffed them, we stuffed them on, on the run a little bit early, and it, it gave us a great um, great momentum as far as defensive goes, and got them off their got them off their schedule, and allowed us to play defense and get the ball back to our offense. So. Yeah, it was uh, it was good for us, and uh, our, our guys were really the ones who get the credit. They executed the game plan pretty well, and they went out there and got it done. Coach Clark, we talked, uh, I think it was Monday, a little bit about Lawrence, uh, that uh, we, we do have a rich history with playing Lawrence over the years, and we've got them tonight. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how uh, what we're going to see out of them on the defensive side of the ball, and we'll let Coach Wietrich talk about uh, what he's going to do to stop uh, this Lawrence team. Um, yeah, uh, we, we played them a couple years ago, and I know we've had some battles when I wasn't here in the state game. But we played them a couple years ago, and I think 18 of those guys are still on the team. Uh, they had they were starting 18 sophomores at the time. 
And those guys are now seniors. And, uh, you know, word's gotten out. Uh, we know people that, that are inside the, you know, not inside the program, but are good friends. And, and um, for the last two years, that's all they've been talking about is beating Derby. So we, we know we've been on their radar. Uh, we, we know this is going to be a, a very talented team. I mean, uh, when we played them two years ago, they were 1-8. And I, I, I've sat here telling you guys, this is the best 1-8 team I've ever seen in my life. I mean, they, they were not a 1-8 team. They were losing by 7 or 14 points, but they're all sophomores, 18 starters and sophomores that are seniors now. Um, they are very special. There's a reason why they're number one in the state. Uh, all three phases, they're well coached up. Uh, coach Rampy, he was the Blue Valley coach, won, won a bunch of state championships there. Went to the college level, was O coordinator for uh, Pitt State. Um, down in Pittsburgh, Kansas, and then came back and uh, um, took over Lawrence, and they've been they've been great ever since. And uh, uh, Coach Rampy is one of my coaching idols when I was when I was young. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a big clinic guy. I don't go to clinics. I, I, I maybe it's my ADHD or whatever, but uh, I can't sit through you know eight hours of just listening to coaches talk and talk how good they are and all that stuff. So, uh, but there was one coach I always listened to. And that was Coach Rampy. So where, wherever Coach Rampy was talking, I was there. I was in the front row. I was writing notes. I I was eating every, just take absorbing everything that he they talked about. And a lot of our spread stuff early, you know, when we had Aaron Wilson and all those guys came from Coach Rampy. You know, just listening to him. And uh, um, there's a couple other ones like Coach Black and. Uh, uh, Bo Black up in Kansas City, but anyways, uh, um, they're very well coached. Their their uh, special teams are well coached. You can always tell uh, if if this uh, the team that you're going to play is really good. Sometimes a team will have a really good offense. Sometimes they'll have a really good defense. But when you look at their special teams and you tell you can tell that they spend time on their special teams and they're just as disciplined in special teams as they are on offense and defense. They're going to be a special team, and this team is. Uh, they're very special on uh, special teams. Our kickoff team was great. Their kickoff return team they got that uh Devin Neal guy back there and a, a couple other weapons that are you know gosh you, you, you got to kick to somebody uh, unless you want to kick it out of bounds to give it to a 35 but uh um they're super talented they block well their punt and punt return teams are awesome they do like us not too many teams sub in a punt return team they will uh, they'll bring pressure they'll do twists they, they, they'll scheme you up so uh we got our hands full on special teams and defense uh Golly, they, they are super disciplined. They've got pro probably two of the best inside backers that, that we've played all year and on the same team. And uh, their D-line does a good job of just occupying. They do a four-man front, and they just occupy offensive linemen. So they're going to wipe four offensive linemen off the board. Uh, they're just going to occupy them, the read. You, you can never reach them or, or – what what people would think is a hook block. You know, we're we're not going to be able to hook these guys uh, like we do a lot of teams because they'll just keep stretching it out, stretching it out, and just occupy that tackle or that guard or whoever they're on, and they'll leave one one, one guy to be able to go up to backer, and then they got the other backer just sitting there just waiting to make the play. So, uh, very good defense. They've got two good safeties. Uh, corners are pretty good too. So, uh, um, this is a this this is a complete team. Uh, special teams defensively, and then obviously their strength is their offense and. Uh, I'll let Coach Wietrich talk about that. Yeah, offensively they got some they got some really really solid weapons at their disposal. Um, you know, like Coach mentioned, it, it's a total package for for Lawrence this year. I mean, so I think uh, we was reading an article where this quarterback his first start was actually against us in, in eighteen. So I, I mean, like Coach mentioned, they were they were very good and very young. And I I I'd imagine he's probably got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder coming back to play us again. So. Um, Extremely talented backfield, extremely talented up front, you know, well coached in all aspects of the game. I was telling the guys on defense, you know, it's not like one of these opponents where you can pick out a certain poison 
you know, what, what is the poison of this offense? And you stop that, then all of a sudden you, it's advantage you. You know, there's not really a poison on this offense that we can just narrow in on and say, if we stop this, it's our advantage. If we stop the pass, they can run. If we stop the run, they can pass. And, you know, if we, if we, if we are all of a sudden, you know, getting pressure on, they can screen game us. You know, they can quick game, they can play action, and they can run. I mean, there, there's a really talented offense that's going to make us defend the entire field. So, um, all of our all of our levels of defense have got to step up. You know they know that we talked to them. They've seen the film. They know it by watching it. You know they, we're not having to puff these guys up at all. They are they are the real deal. And if we don't come to play, and if we don't if we don't play mistake free football and have no bus on defense, um, this could be this could be a rough night for us. So, uh, but that being said, I think our guys are confident. Like I said, we had a lot of good momentum going right now. Um, and if we fly the football and we play Derby Panther defense, uh, I think we have a pretty good shot of shutting these guys down and then uh, getting the ball back to the offense. Yeah, Coach, uh, this is, what, uh, ninth game of the year? So uh, talk a little bit about our team health before we get into Lawrence tonight. Oh, just just from the nature of playing football games and uh, and then playing a really physical Gardner Edgerton. You know, we we've got a couple kids that are that are banged up. We uh, one of our corners has a broken hand. He's going to play with it. Uh, uh, he he's tough kid. So pretty excited about that. Uh, limbs a little hobbled up too. Didn't didn't practice uh, every practice this week, but uh, uh, towards the end of the week started you know started getting in his rhythm. But he took middle rest. Uh, we had a, our backup quarterback is Mercer, and he's a receiver. So we we put a, for a couple of days we put old Brock Zerger in there. He's a little sophomore quarterback. Man, he did a good job. I was so proud of him. Uh, man, it's it's fun watching some of those young kids and and watching them. You know, you say something in a meeting, and sometimes you tell a senior in a meeting, and you got to say the same dang thing at a, at practice. Man, Brock soaked up everything and made his reads right i was so excited for that kid so uh but anyways back back to injuries we got a couple kids uh back uh you know i think tk's looking like he's back you know he's not playing i mean golly i felt sorry for gardner on a couple of those hits holy cow tk is back and he lets everybody know it too with how hard he's hitting and then uh we got amari ramirez he's starting to come back too you know he got he got blindsided in that uh, i think it was a campus game and uh dislocated his uh um, elbow and uh um, he's he's in pain, but he wants to play. These kids want to play. And like what Asa said, man, they're playing with confidence. Uh, we've been doing some stuff, you know, there for a while. We had to uh, get rid of our meetings, our Thursday night meetings. We had to get rid of our team meals and all that. And we've kind of, since the playoffs started, we kind of let them do it again. And uh, right before the playoffs, we did too. And uh, you, this this team is just playing together. I mean, it's so much fun to watch. They, I mean, practice is so much fun. You know, they they come in and they're ready to work and they're ready to get better and they they buy into that. So, uh, um, you know, we're we're banged up a little bit, but I'll tell you what, the the kids don't care. They don't care that if they are banged up, they're still going to give the team a hundred percent. So I've 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 been super proud of this team. I've been super proud of the senior class. I've been super proud of the underclassmen. It's just been, I mean. Through everything that we're going through right now in society and, you know, with the virus and all that stuff, I look forward to practice every day. And, you know, there's a lot of things in life I look forward to, like my family and all that stuff. But I'll tell you what, football, this team puts a smile on my face every day. And and we talked about it as a team, and we're trying to buy ourselves another Monday is what we're trying to do. Because all the kids are having fun, the coaches are having fun. It's just kind of our – it's just our – haven almost you know that that we got to buy tonight we got to buy another game and we got to buy another monday so we can all come together again so i'm I'm excited for this team guys as always good luck tonight 
Tired of pesky weeds? TenderCare offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. TenderCare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at Alive105KDKQ.com Well, good evening, Panther fans. Uh, this is Doyle Phillips, along with Kevin Payne. We'll be bringing you all the action from Lawrence High School in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, we are sitting outside. It's a, it's a nice evening. Uh, there's not a whole lot of wind, and the temperature's right so far, but you know, we're not the only ones sitting outside. The coaches are sitting outside. There's a TV station to the other side of us sitting outside. So I don't know who's sitting inside. We haven't looked. Well, I don't know what you call nice weather. I guess it could be worse. Earlier in the week, they talked about rain and drizzle and all kinds of stuff. But it's 43 degrees here right now. Feels like a 37 degrees. And the good, the blessing, I guess, winds out of the southeast at 7. So it's not real windy. It's not as cold as what you and I expected. I think we packed up most of uh, Cabela's to get up here tonight. Oh, yeah. I, 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 we almost had to have a, a, a trailer because we, we brought a lot of stuff. But fortunately, we haven't really had to use it all. Well, as you mentioned, tonight's sectionals night against Lawrence High, you know, quite a history with Lawrence really over the years. You and I talked quite a bit about uh, back in the early 90s. That was a, a big-time robbery. Yeah, it was. Well, we played them uh, in 93, 94, 95 uh, in the state finals, and uh, I think the, the next time we played them was 2018 in the first round of the playoffs that year. Well, Steve Rampey is a, is a third-year coach at Lawrence. You heard Brandon just a little bit ago talking about Coach Rampey and how much he respected him. And he's, he's really turned this program around. This is a, a class that three, two years ago came to Derby and, and really it wasn't any kind of a ball game. Yeah, uh, it, it wasn't. They, they were all had a lot of sophomores. But all those, you know, the thing about sophomores is they eventually become seniors. And this year there's a lot of seniors on the Lawrence football team. Well, this is a, a Lawrence team that's pretty experienced, as you said. Fifteen returning starters from last year's team. Nine on offense, six on defense. Well, yet to be determined, but last week, Lawrence didn't have a football game due to COVID. Dodge City he had to forfeit that ball game, and so Lawrence had a week off. And You know, I don't know. This time of year, you got to think that playing ball games and keeping the momentum going may be more important. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I, I think we're we're a, a prime example of that. Uh, we had that two-week layoff, and, uh, you know, we didn't get sharp again for a couple, three games, and, and but now we've recovered that. So, Well, the first week they played Wichita North. That wasn't much of a ball game, 66-6. to Lawrence won in that ball game. 319 yards uh, is what Lawrence accumulated, 165 of it in the rushing department, 154 in the passing. That kind of goes hand-in-hand with what we've been told is these guys will, will run the football, and they will also air it out. Yeah, and uh, that that's pretty, you know, once you can't get more balanced than that. And, uh, of course, that was two weeks ago, so, you know, we don't know what, what they're going to be like tonight. Well, and Coach talked about that a little bit. They're going to run out of the shotgun like everybody in the world does in high school, it seems like. But they will mix things up. He said Coach Rempe will throw all kinds of things at him. And this is a Lawrence team that's averaging, averaging 45 points per game, so the Derby defense has got to be ready. Oh, yeah, that, that's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, that's, that's a lot of points. And, and uh, you're right, Derby defense has got to be prepared. 
uh, quarterback Jackson Dooley, he's a six foot 195 pounder, and Doyle, if memory serves me right, he started in that ball game uh, a couple years ago when they were in Derby. Yeah, and and I, I think I think it might have been his first start, but he hadn't started all year. But anyway, he's two years later, he's now the, the varsity starter couple of running backs, uh, really David Neal, Devin Neal, excuse me, 5'11", 205 pounder. He's the guy that uh, you expect to be carrying the bulk of the load for Lawrence Knight. And uh, Obono, a 6'3", 210 pound running back. So a couple of guys that uh, are pretty good size in the backfield. Yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be hard to handle, but uh, you know, that's, that's what else is new. We've had some pretty good running backs that we've had to, to deal with here the last three or four weeks. You know, these guys have a couple of receivers. I, I guess the one that really sticks out to me is Jason Brittingham at 6'4", 210. That's one of those guys, if they throw the ball much to him, his height may play a factor. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we dealt with that a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a tough, tough go for our D-backs with a guy that big. Yeah, offensive line-wise, I know Coach Clark said these guys are pretty physical. They're they're good size. You know, I, I think Ethan Lawless at 5'11", 171 is the smallest. And from there, you go 232, 250, 275, 292. So pretty good size offensive lineman. Yeah, you bet it is. And uh, it, it, it'll be a physical offensive line. That's a defense that runs a 425 base defense. Returns six starters from last year. And again, Coach Clark goes, you know, these guys, if there's one thing that I'm more concerned about than anything is the is the linebackers. He says these may be two of the best middle linebackers that we've seen this year. Yeah, uh, Monday. They talk about Monday. He was a, a sophomore two years ago, obviously, and uh, he started all year long. So this guy's got experience in the middle. Well, he's 5'10", 195 pounds along with Carson Green at 6'1", 210. So a couple pretty good-sized guys uh, in the middle of that defense. Yeah, it, it's yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have our work cut out for us. I think I think uh, defensively, the the other area that coach thinks maybe he can expose might be the cornerbacks. He said not the greatest cover guys, but you know he's got some safeties that'll come up and fill pretty hard and hit you. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Their safeties are like our safeties; they'll come up and hit you. Well, last week, Derby uh, beat Gardner-Edgerton, as we all know. Derby had 307 total yards in that ballgame, 236 on the ground. Uh, excuse me. That was uh, what, what we held Gardner-Edgerton to. We had 189 on the ground, 140 in the air. And Doyle, what we really liked last week, Lim Wash was throwing the ball fantastic. Yeah, he did. I I, I can't remember what his, his percentage was, but the last two or three games, Lim's been hitting – Pretty darn good. He's been hitting probably a 75-80% clip the last three games. Well, last week, Lim had 105 yards rushing. Dylan Edwards was really taken out of the ballgame by Gardner-Edgerton. And that's the guy they spied on all game. Edwards had 10 carries for 69 yards. So, you know, that's a guy that, uh, you know, we, we expect big things out of him and Lim tonight. Yeah, it, they're going to be uh, they're going to be what uh, carries the load, I guess. And, uh, of course, they have been all year. So, you know, no, it's nothing new tonight. As we said, Lim Wash was 11 for 14 last week for 140 yards, three touchdowns. Caleb Brown came up with a big 26-yard touchdown pass, and Reed Liston had two touchdowns, seven catches for 94 yards. Yeah, Reed is uh, Reed's a, a quarterback's dream. I mean, I, I don't know if uh, he's wide open, it seems like, all the time. I don't know that he's he's finding the open spots in the zone and, and Wash is following him, uh, finding him, but I do know he catches the ball. When he gets his hands on it, he usually catches it. Uh, some team stats for the season. Again, keep in mind, we're two games shy of having a full season due to COVID. Uh, Dylan Edwards has 1,252 yards and 19 touchdowns. Doyle, incredible, averaging 9.35 yards per carry. 
that, yeah, that's that's incredible. I I, I got to agree with you on that. That's uh, I mean, this he's played some pretty good defenses. Is still averaging nine point three yards a carry. Panthers. Let's go ahead, Doyle. If you got the starting lineup, it looks like they may start this one early, so let's get that done. Well, they, they might. They've, they've done it the last couple of weeks, so let's get our starting. Let's start off with our defense tonight. On the defensive line, senior Caleb Gifford, 6'2", 195, and senior Isaac Swetnam, 6'2", 230, and junior Andon Carpenter, 6'1", 250. The inside linebackers are senior Colson Searing, 6'2", 215, Senior Jack Heilman, 5'9", 200. Your outside linebackers are senior Jace Jenkins at 5'9", 150, 175, excuse me. And Luke Stewart, a senior, 6'2", 10. Your corners are junior Corey Atkins, 6'1", 175. And junior Jameer Clemens at 6'1", 155. Your safeties, senior Tanner Knox, 5'11", 180. Senior Kaysen Lindsey, 5'10", 170. Now on the offensive side of the ball. The offensive lineman, junior Alex Key, 6'3", 270. Junior Jonas Vickers, 6'3", 290. Junior Dylan Kahn, 6'4", 280. Junior Chris Thompson, 6'2", 280. And sophomore Mitchell Johnson, 6'4", 225. Those are your starting line offensive linemen. Your tight ends are senior Reed Liston, 6'1", 185. Junior Drake Thatcher, 6'4", 190. Wide receivers, junior Mercer Thatcher, 6'4", 185, and sophomore Caleb Brown Lansang, 6'2", 180. Quarterback, senior Lim Wash, 6'2", 205, and your running back is sophomore Dylan Edwards, 5'8", 155. We also may see some activity back there from Derek Hubbard, who is a freshman, at 5'5", 160. Your specialist, long snapper, Reed Liston. Kickers are Scott Simmons and Grady Jessup. The holder is Mercer Thatcher, and your punter is Luke Stewart. Those are the starting lineup for the Panthers on both sides of the football. Well, Doyle, we, we've got about four minutes till game time. Both teams have been out on the field. They're they're lined up. The captains are with both officials, and I usually they'll start the you know they'll they'll hurry up the clock, but they've been kind of waiting, and it looks like they're finally. Uh, kind of maybe let the, the captains come out and uh, do the coin toss. Yeah, and I agree. The kids have been out there ready to go. They, I mean, they they are chomping at the bit, so to speak. And, uh, you know, they're finally going to bring the captains out. I'm sure it's going to be one guy calling the uh, the flip. And, uh, well, it looks like they're going to bring two out this time. So uh, it's been in the past just one guy representing each team. But uh, tonight it's Lim Wash. And Knox representing the Panthers. And, oh, you got to kind of get a kick out of it. I mean, they're keeping the kids separated by a long distance. It's a coin toss. And here in just a few seconds, these guys are going to be knocking heads. So, you know, I, I understand the COVID thing. but uh, And, and you got to give Lawrence credit tonight. I mean, they have uh, really separated the fans out. They've, there's no concessions. There's no nothing. And, you know, that's kind of why we're outside. They've got plenty of room in the press box. But they have separated the Derby coaches, everybody. Yeah, like I said earlier, the Derby coaches are they're outside half of them and uh, the other half are in the looks like Lawrence won the toss and they have deferred to the second half so the Panthers are going to defend looks like the south goal and they will receive to start the ball game well Doyle, we said there there's really very little wind at, at, at game time it looks like it's in the, out of the southeast in about six but the flag's not really blowing a whole lot so I don't think wind's a factor in it 
Derby offense needs to go out and put points on the board immediately in this ballgame. Yeah, it, it's uh, – I'm telling you, you you and I were kind of sweating things out on Monday because uh, there was a 50% chance of rain tonight. And, uh, boy, I mean, we're, we're worrying <laughs> you know, how we're going to do it. I mean, we came up with all kinds of stuff in case it did rain, but, you know, we didn't, didn't need it. It's not going to rain tonight. It's a nice, crisp evening. And I, I don't know that the players could ask for, for a better night weather-wise. No, I think if you're a football player, this is absolutely perfect. What you, if you're playing in the game, if you're one of those reserve guys that maybe just goes in on a, on a special event, uh, you're going to get a little chilly. Yeah, you're right. But uh, for right now, it's decent for us. I mean, I, I may have to take my gloves off. Who knows? But I'll leave them on for a while. But it's going to get colder. Well, yeah, it, I looks, think, it, it looks like they, you know, again, I'm surprised that the officials are just kind of waiting for the clock. We're still at a minute 30, and they've done the coin toss. Both teams are prepared. And I think if you're the coaches, you start kind of screaming that, hey, I want my kids on the field. Well, and, and I don't I, – I think there might be a TV station here or something because they're not going to start the game. It's figuring out the 7.05, and uh, that, that's, that's what the delay is probably. I, I don't know. I know the kids have been ready. And you know we're gonna we're gonna get privy to one of these down markers that that are lit up. I mean, pretty fancy stuff. Yeah, they're the light and digital uh, down markers, and I know for sure I haven't seen it in high school football. Well, we're on the visitors' side, and that's where the PA and the uh, press box is. Uh, evidently, from what I understood, there was some kind of some kind of a, a building snafu that wouldn't allow them to put the press box on the home side so they put it here on the visitor side and uh you know so all the pa system and all that stuff's coming out just right right above us well you know doyle derby derby came out and they're all white say and that's a decision coach lets the players make usually on thursday and they chose the white pants white jerseys with green numbers and white helmets so nice look for the panthers uh for this uh, sectional ball game. It, and it looks like they've got the hands team up at the 50-yard line, which means that uh, they're not expecting uh, Lawrence to kick deep to uh, either Liston or Edwards. Well, we saw that last week with uh, Gardner-Edgerton. Every single kickoff was, was an onside kick, and that was just Gardner-Edgerton made it pretty clear that they weren't going to kick this year to very many teams' uh, deep returners. Yeah, and we're finally ready to go. Uh, it's 7.05, which that means that's TV stuff. So it's 7.05. We are ready to go. The kids have been ready to go for 15 minutes, both teams. The home side is probably maybe half full. The visitor side's probably half full. Yeah, no general admission tickets were issued, so these are all uh, immediate family members. As he approaches, and it's a high end over end. It's going to come down to Edwards at about the 15. They fake a handoff, and Edwards gets hit and brought down. I think he lost the football. And he lost well. the football, but we'll I see, think we'll see they're going they to give call. it to Lawrence. Yeah, he lost. I thought he did. I thought that there at the end he may have coughed up the football. So, man, what a unfortunate break for the Derby Panthers. That was a bad break. And that's happens. the first time this year I think I've seen them fake that reverse. And, and Edwards had the ball in his hands and was running with it. I think he got uh, the ball jogged loose just uh, right before he hit the ground. Yeah, and it's hard to say whether he was down already, but uh, there was a couple of officials there. So you got to, you know. 
Got to figure they saw it. Ball's on what, Doyle? About the 14? Looks like it's on about our 14-yard line. First and 10 for Lawrence. They give it straight ahead to Neal. He fights his way inside the 10. He's going to be be close to the 7-yard line. Again, uh, you know, these guys are uh, good-sized running backs, and what an unfortunate break for the Panthers. I mean, on you know, I don't think that's happened to us this year that we fumbled on the uh, opening kickoff. Well, Dooley is the quarterback. Neal is the tailback. Got a wing back. They give it again to Neal. He kind of dances his way inside the five, close to pay dirt. He's a six foot hundred and eight or two hundred and eight pounder. Well, this kid uh, physically looks really good. This uh, this was uh, a big deal for Lawrence and bad deal for Panthers, but a, a big deal for Lawrence. They're first and goal, and it looks like they're on about the two yard line. Yeah, this is a point that uh, the Panthers uh, got to really bow their necks. Again, it's Neal and Dooley. Now they've got an extra back in the backfield. They give it straight ahead. I don't think he got in. He's going to be stopped. It looks like he's knows the football is going to be awful close to the goal line. Yeah, we're at a pretty pretty sorry angle here. Uh, we're down pretty low, so it looks like the ball's on about the one yard line. Now second goal for Lawrence and. Yeah, and they're in this position after a derby fumble on the first kick return of the night. Now they're back to the pistol formation. They give it to Neal. He just races to the outside and gets in for the score. Yeah, so, and, and that's a tough that's a tough place to put your defense in when you give the ball up uh, in, in your own territory. Yeah, that, that was a tough deal, but you know that's that's part of the game. At ten ten to go. Lawrence leads 6-0 with the extra point to follow. They have a left-footed kicker as well. Looks. Oh, I think he missed it. He did miss it. So yeah, he, he shanked that to the to the right. It was pretty obvious that that one was no good. So, well, you know, Derby has misfortune on the holding on to the football, but that extra point, as you always say, that all-important extra point could loom large. Yeah, it's 6-0 now with 10-10 left in the first quarter, so it took a minute 50 seconds for uh, Lawrence to score after the fumble. So, you know, you still got, you know, you got Dylan Edwards going back out there. He's fine. He'll be, he'll, he's like anybody, you know, you just, just forget about it. Now, Dylan's one of those tough kids. I I just can't recall Dylan having, that may have been his first fumble of the season. Well, if, if it if it wasn't, it was his second because I I can't remember if he's fumbled. It's been very few times, and and the young man's carried the ball a ton, a ton. Uh, in in the line of 134 carries on the season. And we got again kicking off is Lawrence with 10-10 left. They've taken the lead 6-0. We're in the first quarter. Turnover by the Panthers give Lawrence great field position inside the Panther 15-yard line. Kicking off for Lawrence, Connor Gellander. Again, back deep is Liston and Edwards. Another high end over end is going to come down 
going to hit hit the ground, but Edwards gets it at about the 20. Makes a couple guys miss. Big hole. Nothing but speed. Touchdown, Panthers. There's no way anybody's going to catch him. <laughs> I got to love it, Doyle. You called touchdown, Panthers. Dylan Edwards is on the Derby 40, but you're right. He hit the he once he got the middle of the field and hit the seam. No one was going to catch Dylan Edwards just like that. Panthers tied this ball game up. Yeah, what a, what a way to redeem yourself. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> comes back and has about an 80 yard touchdown kickoff for a touchdown. So the Panthers have tied the ball game up just 13 <laughs> seconds later. <laughs> Coach Clark probably looked at him after the fumble and said, "Redeem yourself." And Dylan did more than that. That was that was. Uh, that was a great deal, but there wasn't anybody going to catch him. Extra points up, and I'm not sure. It's Panthers no good, so we're – wow, that was – Yeah, and that one was wide left. I mean, just unbelievable. They, but, uh, both kickers missed their extra points. Yeah, that's uh, you know that that's a big deal, but it isn't anymore. You know, that all-important extra point, if both teams miss it, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> It's no, six six. No question of it. You know, you gotta take yourself back to two big plays on Derby's kick return team. One unfortunately a fumble that Lawrence capitalized on, and then Dylan Edwards comes back and takes one to the house. Well, this will give the Panthers, you know, you get down there on a fourteen yard line, you, your defensive package gets really small. You know, you can't uh you can't operate like you want to. So hopefully we'll get a good kick here and the Panthers will cover this. Well, Doyle, I'm being told the 060s listening tonight, so oh, well, we know geez. we're in good shape. I don't know if those guys are tough enough to be outside, though. I don't think they are. I'll bet they're inside with a fireplace. Hey, by all, by all, all means, though, it, it is not as bad as what you and I anticipated earlier in the week. No, we both, you know, we both were sweating it. Well, we're back to even Steven. It's six six with, and you know, both teams have scored. And there's only been, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, two minutes and three seconds run off the clock. There's nine fifty seven left in the first, and it's six six. Well, that's not the way I can guarantee you that Coach Clark or Coach Rempe either one drew things up to start tonight's ball game. Panthers are kicking off. It looks like Scott Simmons. He had a pretty good night kicking last week. He got the ball down. Inside the five every time. That's high end over end. It's going back inside the five at about the three-yard line. Panthers smother the guy at about the ten. Wow, Panthers Panthers uh, kick return team just did their job. I mean, they got down the field quickly and nowhere for Lawrence to go, and they just sabotaged him at the uh, – and they're going to spot the ball, it looks like, about the 10. But, man, what a great play by our kick team. Looks like they're going to give him progress out to about the 11, but uh, that's about it. Don't forget, he, he received the ball on about the 3, so the kids got down there in a quick minute. Uh, it's nice to see the defense now open, uh, being able to operate without being in a short field. 6-6, six, six, tie. Again, they give it to Dooley. He cuts to the outside. This time the Panthers... Throw him for a yard loss. That was just great job by the outside guys. Well, no question. And, and you know what? The key to tonight's ballgame, really, I, it's got to be that front seven. It's got to be those, particularly the defensive line. They have to have a good ball game. Panthers took out a linebacker and brought in an extra coverage guy on second and 11. Back to pass on a rollout. Got a man over the middle. 
it's going to be, I'm going to say he's going to get the first down. They're, they're giving him a pretty generous spot. Yeah, he, he, he picks up the first down on the play on a pretty nice thrown ball. Well, the quarterback rolled out, and, and we knew that. We knew he was going to roll out and throw in that position, and he executed just the way it's drawn up there. You know, physically, you look at uh, Lawrence, they look good. I mean, this is a, an experienced group of kids. First and 10. Again, they give it to the tailback, Dooley. He's going to get hit and dropped after a three, maybe a four-yard gain. I think he got at least four out of it, if not not five or six. Well, they marked it. It looked like on the 25, and the original line of scrimmage was a 21. So, they're, well, they're saying five yeah, yards. They did. they did. Originally, it looked like he was going to give him more than that, but uh, you got to be able to stop him and not let him get five yards in a whack. Second and five. They give it. Again, straight up the middle, being dropped that time by Knox after he picks up a first down, gets out past the 35. Yeah, thankfully Tanner Knox is there. He's going to take that when, uh, to the end zone. And as we said, this is a this is a Panther defense that you know really you've got to get production out of that uh, defensive line. Eight minutes left, six six game. Ball's on Fumble. the ground. Ball's on the ground. I, I don't think know. Panthers got it. Panthers say they have it. Yeah, I hit. Joy, that ball coughed up in the middle. I mean, there was never a clean handoff. Panthers capitalize on that play. What a great uh, turnover for the Panthers. Panthers are going to get the ball inside Lawrence territory. It looks like about the 37-yard line. You know, Doyle, that was one of the things Coach Clark talked about. He said this could be a game of turnovers. And he says it's a team that doesn't make those mistakes. And so far, you know, that was a big one. Both teams have caught the ball up now. This is the Panthers' first offensive play of the game, 7.59 left. Score tied 6-6 after the turnover. They have it on the 37-yard line of Lawrence. First and 10 from there. Wash keeps it. Inside the oh. 30, runs over a guy, oh. gets down close to the 20. First down, Panthers. You know what? I was getting ready to say Lawrence had done a great job stringing that play out. As, as you're taught, limb cut inside and just blew up a Lawrence player to pick up the extra three yards. Yeah, he blew him up at about the 25. <laughs> First of 10, Panthers from the 22. This time they give it to Edwards. He gets to the outside, now cuts it up and finds a bit of a lane. Picks up maybe three, maybe four yards on first down. Well, if you're Lawrence, you got to be looking at it and thinking, you know, the, the big thing we got to do is shut down those two weapons in the backfield. And, again, they're trying to string out the option. And uh, that time Edwards was able to get around the corner and pick up some positive yards. Second and six, 7-15 left. Tie score, 6-6. Six, six, Panthers threatening after a turnover. Panthers show motion. Edwards, or Wash, excuse me, he just runs out of bounds. That was a busted play. It, it was a Had bust, to be. It was a busted play, and, and it was obvious. I think I think Dylan went the wrong direction. Lamb kind of froze and looked both ways, and then I, I think just thought, hey, what's the what's the, the worst thing I can do? And and, that, and that's probably trying to make too much happen, so he bolts out of bounds. See, that, that hurts them now. It puts them behind the chains. It's third and long now. Well, it changes the playbook without question. Panthers need nine, and I suppose if they get six, seven, or eight, they'll probably go for it on fourth down, you got to suspect. 
Uh, it looks like it might be a direct snap to Dylan, and it is. He gets to the outside, makes a guy miss. Going to be inside the ten, I believe. Well, he's going to be enough up a for first a first down. down. That's the big thing. That's the first time this season we've seen a direct snap snap back to Dylan. He just used his speed and he he outran the Lawrence guys to the edge and picks up first down yardage. So it's first and goal inside the ten at the eight yard line. And we said it before, Dylan Edwards is one of those true four four forty guys. And, you know, when he turns on the burners, uh, tough to deal with. Yeah, if you got to race him to the corner, you're going to lose that one. 6-6 six, six tie, Panthers threatening. Reed goes in motion. Wash gives it to Edwards. He gets inside the five. Yeah, about down to the four-yard line, maybe. Well, what you got to like is the Panthers are chipping away. They're picking up yardage with both Lim and Dylan. And as we said last week, Really, Dylan was taken out of the ball game by uh, Gardner Edgerton. They kept the, kept him in check, and, and what it resulted in is Lim having a big night. Second goal, he picked up four. Six six ties, six minutes left, first quarter. Panthers looking to the side for the play. Plenty of time on the play clock. Second goal from the four. They pitch it back to Edwards. Makes one guy miss, and then gets no gain. That. They, they had that play sniffed out. And then that time Edwards picks up very little, and he stays in bounds. It looked like maybe he was going to get out of bounds, but uh, they tackled him just shy of uh, the out-of-bounds marker. This brings up a uh, big, big third down play for the Panthers. Still third down, and it's still four yards to go. There's no gain on that play. Probably going to be four-down territory for the Panthers. Edwards goes to the slot on the far side. Now he shows motion. Just a quick pass, touchdown Panthers. Beautiful play by the Panthers. Drake Thatcher. Well, and and Doyle, what they did was they they put Dylan Edwards in motion, and I think everyone bid on it that he was going to take the ball, and then Lim looked like, okay, he's going to keep it going the middle. He does a jump pass and finds Thatcher all alone in the end zone. There wasn't anyone within five yards of him. Panthers take the lead, 12-6. to six. Now it's time for that all-important extra point by Scott Simmons. Well, Simmons is usually pretty dang accurate. No, that was blocked. I think it's going to squeeze. Oh, oh, that was blocked. It was blocked and then hit the crossbar. I thought it was going to ricochet and get through, but hits a crossbar and bounces down. So how big is that? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that that's not good when you when you miss two extra points because what that could force the Panthers to do is go for two the next time they score because you know those extra points are very important at this level. Yeah, no question about it. And that one, like I said, I thought it, you could see it hit immediately, and it's like that thing's going to take the right ricochet, but unfortunately, it's the crossbar. Yeah, yeah, it was unfortunate. However, the Panthers do lead with 5:09 left. Well, the Panthers are showing, like I said, now they're, they're doing great with their offense. They're, they're running the ball very well against this Lawrence defense. Yeah, and, and yeah, that, that, that was a tough break. Uh, tough break for both teams to, I mean, we've had three extra point attempts and not a good one yet. And, uh, you know, those, those this could is 6A mean a lot. Football. These are the better teams in 6A football. Yeah, those, those could mean a lot later, later in the ballgame. Lots of game left, 509. Panthers are ahead by six. 12 to 6. 
I think Coach talked about Simmons uh, in his pregame a little bit about uh, how well he's kicking the football. And, you know, that last kickoff was driven the, driven Lawrence back to about the three- or four-yard line. This is a kid that last year was struggling to hit the 10. Well, Simmons has missed more extra points tonight than he did all last year. Kind of a squibbler. And I don't know that it stayed in. Oh, it's a touchback. It must have just caught the end zone because it looked like it was going out of bounds. It was, uh, you know, again, what a kick. I mean, it was a it was a knuckleball kick, really. And, and it hit on about the four-yard line and just squeaked through the uh, end zone. So Panthers are going to force uh, Lawrence to start on their 20. Going to be first and 10 from the 20. Got this, got this digital uh, stick down there that's giving us all the yard markers and distances and pretty fancy. They give it again to Dooley or Neil, excuse me. He ran over one of our safeties and picked up eight yards on first down. Well, he didn't really get touched until the very end, and finally Tanner Knox is able to bring him down. But you're right, that time Tanner, who usually is in great position, just was, uh, I don't think he expected him to get there that quick. Second and two. Again, they hand it off to Dooley. He gets out to the 40-yard line, so big chunks of yardage. Lawrence is chewing up on the Panthers. Yeah, nothing fancy. I mean, they are absolutely going up right through the middle of this Panther defense, so that's where we got to really stiffen things up. Yeah, we've, we've got we've to stop that because, you know, that's two plays, 20 yards, so. You know, Panther D's got to slow that down some. Again, they give it to Dooley. This time he's going to get hit. Ah, they're going to give him a yard probably. Going to be second. Should be second and nine. Well, Coach Wietrich, we you know, we, we talk about it every week with him. I, you know, he, once he sees things, they make the adjustments needed. And, you know, I know there's some some tricks up uh, Coach Wietrich's sleeve too and some personnel changes that could be made. Second down and nine. Panthers lead 12-6. Four minutes to go, first quarter. Back to pass. Little swing pass out in the flat. Panthers played it. Run the. It looked like it was Dooley. Run him out of bounds after maybe a yard, yeah, yard and a half. He sure didn't pick up much on the play. And Panthers did a great job reading that. And Doyle, that's what you do sometimes. Once you start having a little bit of trouble, you go to those short hitters. Well, he lost a yard. Now it's third and 10 from the 39. Panthers playing zone defense, it looks like. Back to pass. Got a man just out of the reach. Pretty good coverage by Case and Lindsay. It was good coverage by Case and Lindsay. And, and, you know, the ball was, it was just a little bit high, but Lindsay was right on him. So, you know, that's going to force a Lawrence punt here first of the evening. 3.44 left. Panthers are going to get the ball back. They lead 12-6. Back deep is Knox and Hubbard, it looks like. Oh, low snap. Not a very good punt. It's going to give the Panthers fairly good field position on about their own 30-35 yard line. Yeah, that ball uh, really never had a chance. I think he was trying to get rid of it so quickly because, as you said, it was snapped. It was rolling on the ground. Derby really wasn't putting a lot of pressure on him, though. They were setting up for a return. No, there wasn't a whole lot of pressure. Had they been punt blocked, they, they might have got a piece of that one. 
But you're right. They were setting up for a return, and, and the kick went out of bounds on their 30, our 35-yard line. 3.36 left. Panthers lead 12-6. They have possession. Their second possession, or third, second possession. Now they're switching in the backfield, showing motion. This is all new stuff. Again, they give it straight back to Dylan Edwards. He's going to pick up a yard on first down. That was a tough thought yard for Dylan, and you're right. We're seeing some wrinkles that uh, we talk about every week. The Coach Clark has that big toy box and no telling what he's going to pull out. We've already seen a few of those tricks tonight. Well, I think we talked to him earlier in the week. We asked him if he was going to get off the first page, first paragraph, <laughs> and he kind of smiled and said, yeah, he was. Second nine for the Panthers. Wash on a keeper. Gets to the outside. Gets knocked down after about a two-yard gain, maybe a yard. So it's going to be third and long Panthers. Well, they, Lawrence did a good job of stringing the play out. So, you know, keep in mind, this is a, a uh, offense. We have thrown the ball one time. That was down on about our two-yard line, and we just hit a quick uh, opener over the middle. Other than that, Panthers have not put the ball in the air. Clock moving, 239 left. Third down and eight for Derby. Back to pass. Now Wash has to pull it down. Caught Reed Liston first down. How about that catch by Reed Liston? He had the ball in his hands, and it kind of popped out. He had the presence of mind to hold on to the football. That's a huge first down for the Panthers. In Down to about the 38-yard line of Lawrence, so big gain on third down for the Panthers. They lead 12-6 with 2.20 left. Let me tell you, as a receiver, that's a tough catch to make when you know it's bounced out of your hands and you figure you're going to get popped. Motion goes Thatcher, Drake. And Wash picks up five or six on first down, just all limb Wash. Well, he found just a little bit of a seam because, again, you know, they're doing a great job, Lawrence is, is in, straight, in stringing out these plays. And Lim, I, I didn't think he was going to get anywhere. Next thing you know, he's picked up five. Second and five, ball's on the 30, looks like 33-yard line. Just under two minutes, Panthers lead 12-6. Edwards runs into a stack after he picks up, oh, maybe three yards. Going to be, going to say it's going to be third and two or three for the Panthers. I think we said it last week, Dylan Edwards is probably lucky to go 145 pounds, and he uh, runs the football like he thinks. He's he's uh, 220. He's a tough kid. Third and one for the Panthers. A minute and a half to go. First quarter. They lead 12-6. They're on the move. Ball's on the 20, looks like 29-yard line. Wash is calling the signals after he got the play from the sidelines. Wash just on a straight keeper. He's going to be close to the first down. I'm going to say they've got to give it to him. His progress is, yeah. Well, I, I was I, I was kind of cheating on you that time as you were talking. I was watching the, the downs guy where he was moving the ball to and or, or his marker to, and he'd already moved it. So you know, a nice uh, first down pickup by Lim Wash. I, I, I was watching the line judge on this side. When I saw him motion, I knew he'd made <laughs> enough. It looked like he did. First and 10 Panthers. Edwards. Making three or four guys miss in the clear inside the five touchdown. Ah, they're gonna call him on the one. Oh my goodness! Yeah, but what a play by Dylan Edwards, and he's drugged down on the one yard line. So 
This Panther offense is running the ball. They're running right at Lawrence. I guess his butt was still in the field because the biggest part of his body was in the end zone when he hit the ground. Doesn't matter. It's on the, I guess it's on the one-yard line. Somewhere in there, first and goal, Panthers. Plenty of time on the play clock for it to get called in. It looks like Wash is going to sneak it, and he does. Looks like it's going to be a touchdown, Panthers. I don't see how it couldn't be. Hey, finally they called finally it. finally called it. I, I, and again, you got to give the line judge a lot of credit on that because there was a pile up there, and I think all he wanted to do was clear some guys off and see where Lim was laying. Well, it's now 18-6, to six, Panthers, in the extra point attempt. The all-important extra point attempt is coming up for the Panthers. Yeah, the last one, the first one uh, Simmons missed. He missed to the left, and the last one was blocked. We'll see how this one goes. I got my fingers crossed. That one's up in the air, and it's good. <laughs> we, we, man, we needed that, but, Doyle, I'll tell you what I'm impressed with right now. This Panther offense is taking it to Lawrence. So far, they are doing just that. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Live 105, KDKQ. 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, The Derby Informer, Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, and the Derby Recreation Center. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. We love our sponsors. Well, Doyle, we're sitting, if you, if you just tuned in, it's 19-6, to 6, and Lawrence scored immediately after a derby fumble on the opening kickoff. And uh, since then, it's uh, really turned around. Dylan Edwards ran one back on, on the next kick, and uh, now the Panther offense has put up two. Well, you know, Lawrence turned it over once, and we took advantage of that, and then we got them on a three and out the last time they had the ball. So, you know, Panther defense could possibly, we'll see how things go this time, but they could possibly be making some adjustments on the Lawrence offense. Well, the Panthers got to really solidify that uh, that running game that Lawrence is. Uh, High end with. over ends coming down at about the six on the five. Breaks through the first line of defense and gets hit down pretty good at about the 25-yard line. Looked like Luke, Luke Stewart, Stewart on I, the hit. I was just trying to pick up who made the hit. Luke Stewart, I, I mean, that was a body slam hit. It was a pick up and drop. So the ball's on the 25, first and 10 Lawrence. They trail 19-6 to six with 17 seconds to go in the first quarter. Been a pretty good first quarter. Lots of scoring. <laughs> Lots of excitement. And again, they give it to the tailback. He gets back to the line of scrimmage, maybe. I'm not sure. That looked like Stewart searing in on the tackle. Oh, this is another Panther team. You don't want to let them get too much energy. Picked up very little, if any, on first down. It's going to be, well, that's going to end the first quarter. Panthers lead 19-6. This is Panther football on a live 105. KDKQ, your home for Panther football on the radio. We'll be back. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby high school athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. 
The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Alive 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sports leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at Derby Rec. Well, we're back in Lawrence where Lawrence will have it second down at about nine for their own 25 and a half yard line. Panthers lead 19 to six. Back to pass goes the quarterback. There's going to be a penalty marker on the play, and the pass was intended for the wide receiver, but it was well short. Well short, Doyle. That flag came down in that vicinity where you got to think there's a hold. So we'll see what happens, and that's exactly the call by the White Hat. So that's going to back Lawrence up even more. That'll that'll give him a 10-yard penalty, so it should be about uh, second down and 19. Moves the ball back. You know, this is a young secondary that's really oh gosh, come into its only- own, Doyle. These guys have started playing some, some good football, and that was uh, really because they had so much pressure on the quarterback. He had nowhere to go. That moved the ball all the way back to the 10-yard line. and You know, that was a 15-yard mark off. I, I didn't think. Holding was maybe it is in high school. I, I didn't know that. I thought it was 10 yards. Anyway, it's going to be second down and 25 for the Lions. They got twins to the far side, trips to the far side now. Neil and Dooley in the backfield rolling out to the far side. The quarterback the pass is broken up. He threw it into double coverage. Now he threw it into double coverage and you got to give a ton of credit out there to Corey Akins, who who was immediately on him, and the ball came up in the air, nearly could have been picked off. And and over there with him was the uh, defensive general, Mr. Knox. He was that second man in the double coverage. So it's third down and twenty-five. You got to suspect the Panthers are going to maybe give him a short pass and then rally to the football. Uh, if you're Lawrence, you're looking at uh, if you don't convert here, you're looking at. Uh, Giving Derby some really good field position. Back to pass goes Dooley. Now he's, he's going to go get down. Sacked. He's going to go down inside his five-yard line. Doyle at Derby defense put a ton of pressure on him. It's going to force them to punt from deep in their own end zone. You know, Coach Weedrick Weedrick ought to feel bad about that one. He said everybody but the kitchen sink, and I mean they just didn't have enough guys to block. Well, our punt return guys are back at about their. 35-yard line of Lawrence. So, again, they should get good field position here. Punt is up. And, yeah, it's going to be a fairly short punt. Caught by Knox at about the 35-30. Just down close to about the 25-yard line. So, excellent field position with 11.07 left. Panthers lead this one 19-6. Yeah, you got to love Tanner Knox back returning punt returns because I'm telling you, this guy thinks he's he's, – indestructible. I mean, this kid plays with reckless abandon. I mean, fun to watch. Uh, Panther offense takes over again, leading 19-6, deep in Lawrence territory. Getting the play from the sideline. In case you don't know what's happening, there's a couple coaches signaling, and one is a dummy, and the other is live. So they do it that way. Again, Wash on a keeper finds a bit of a hole still on his feet. I think he picked up about 10 yards. 
after he was hit after a yard or two gain. You know, I'm going to have to talk to Coach Clark about that. I think those coaches are going to have, have some words with you asking, well, which one of us is the dummy and which one's alive? No, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know their names, so I don't know which one's a dummy and which one's alive either. Well, we know one's <laughs> Coach O, so. <laughs> oh, well, he's the gray beard of the group. First and 10 Panthers from the 15-yard line. Again, pitched it to Edwards. He's going to pick up, gosh, he's going to pick up five or six yards on first down. Well, if you're Lawrence, you've got to be careful here now. I mean, you're, you're trailing 19-6, to six and Kirby's threatening, and, you know, what started off really looking good for him on a, on a fumble on the kick return has really turned uh, sour really quickly. It is now second down from the nine-yard line. I believe they got about four or five to go from there. Reed listed goes in motion. Then they give it to Edwards, gets to the outside, cuts inside, gets down right about close to the five. So it's going to be third down and a couple, I think. You know, Dylan sees the field so well when he gets his hands on the football. You know, I think everyone in the stadium thought he was going to continue to take it outside, and then he just cut back inside to pick up some extra yardage. Third and one. Again, Edwards makes a guy miss, gets the right, point, put the, the ball on the ground. You know, I think hopefully the Panthers retained this because Lawrence is not jumping up and down. So no, you know that would have been, uh, and Panthers do retain it. Doyle, boy, that would have been devastating. And I'm not sure Dylan's getting up. I think Dylan's on the ground. He was hit pretty hard. Yeah, we need Dylan to to hop up. He, he is moving around, but he's laying on his stomach right now. You know, he might have got the wind knocked out of him. We can only hope well, that. Well, he was hit. He was hit hard. You he saw got, him in he the got air. Drilled. You saw him in the air, and then when he landed, it's when the ball came up. And you, and you again, you, you hope that maybe he landed on the football, and that let's hope that it's nothing serious. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping that it's just. And he's hopping up. He's a tough little guy too. I mean, that's he's a little guy, but he's he's tough. I'm telling you, I've never seen a guy that's that small. That tough. No, that's what we were saying Except when, when, when I, I said small. when I said he was 145 pounds soaking wet. But the kid thinks he's 220. He's running off the field, so that that's a good sign. They'll probably put Hubbard in. Hubbard's a little guy as well. He's probably 140 pounds, yeah, and a five six, 140, and he's a freshman. So hopefully, uh, he'll be okay. It's going to be first and goal from about looks like the two yard line, maybe the three yard line. It's hard to tell from this angle. <laughs> oh, the announcer said it's the three, so. Panthers lead 19-6 with 9.15 to go in the half. That was a good break for the Panthers. Big break. Edwards, or Wash, touchdown Panthers. <laughs> well, Edwards, Lynn that time just faked the ball to Hubbard and then just picked his way through into the end zone. And as I said, if you're Lawrence High, pretty soon you got to go, hey, something right has to happen, or you're, you're just giving a very quality 6-18 too big of a lead. Lawrence now has a player down as well. Now 25-6. to six. And they have a player down. I, I, I don't, can't pick up his number. But well, I, I, I saw him right when, uh, when Lim cut off of him. I saw him start to get up, and then he went right back down. So, again, let's hope that there's no serious injury here. Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing you and I have said more than once. We don't want anybody from either team hurt. 
you know, Dole, what a what a different ball game though, the way this thing started tonight. And then you looked at Lawrence and they were really taking it to our defensive front. I mean, they were picking up seven, eight, nine yards and a whack. And I think uh, what you what you saw was all of a sudden Coach Wheatrick and his defensive staff started making some adjustments. And since then, uh, the defense has really played well. Yeah, it's it's been a little bit of a different game here in the last quarter quarter plus for the Panthers, both offensively and defensively. Looks like, is it Simmons? Yeah, Simmons is on to attempt the extra point, the all-important extra point. Well, what a difference. You know, you, you go back to, you know, being up in this region for week one of Mill Valley and how the kids looked and what they look like now. And this is a team that uh, Coach Clark said earlier in the week to us. He goes, you know, I think we're starting to hit our stride. Simmons, it is Simmons on to kick the extra point. Good snap. It looks good, but we'll wait on the officials, and it is. So with 9.07 left in the half, Panthers increased their lead by 20 to 26 to 6. A lot of time to go in the ball game. Yeah, there's a lot of time to go in the ball game. And this is a Lawrence team that's sitting at 9-0 and right now. They didn't get here by being any slouch. No, they didn't, they didn't get here by panicking or anything like that. So... You know, there, there, there's a lot of game left. Uh, our coaching staff knows it. Their coaching staff knows it. But you know, if we could, if we could get another three and out, put another one up on the board, that that might lower the sales a little bit. Well, and again, I talk about you know how we looked in against Mill Valley, or you know, I'm going to go back uh, more recently against Mays. I mean, you know, we are. I can't describe it if you haven't. And a lot of you haven't been able to come to a ball game due to COVID. But the kids look totally different than they did at that time no there's not even there's not even a question how they look tonight or last week versus how they looked at Mays. well i think coach said it tonight in pregame a little bit that you know some of it is that they have been able to do a few things together as a team and it's more than just you know hey we we show up and play a football game we go to practice so you know the kids are starting to get that bond together simmons is kicking off again the panthers do lead this one by 20 26 to 6 we're in the second quarter with nine minutes and seven seconds left. High end over end. It's going to be a little bit shorter, taken at about the 10. And he's going to get, oh, he gets away from four or five Panthers and finally gets run out of bounds outside the 30. Panthers had him at the 15-yard line. Yeah, and that's going to be one of those uh, Coach Clark and Coach DeVore things that uh, – they're not going to be happy about you. You know, when you have that opportunity to wrap them up uh, in their own territory, deep in their own territory, you want to get that accomplished. He got out to the 33, but like I said, they had him look like three or four Panthers had him trapped in, and he kind of slithered his way out, got all the way out to the 33, first and 10. And there's a penalty thrown immediately. And a second one. And a second one, and there was no gain by the ball carrier, Neal. Well, you got to figure the first one's going to be a legal procedure against uh, against uh, Lawrence, and then I don't know what the second call was, but they were both made by lines judges. It might have been just, well, I'm a little slow on my flag. <laughs> so we're we're going to see the white caps looking. Now Coach Clark hears him. Going to be either going to be second and probably 11 or 12. I think he lost a yard or so. Yeah, coach is going to back him up even more. Five-yard penalty for illegal procedure. 
against the line line judge on this side, Doyle. And again, it's kind of a weird situation we're in because he's he's almost blocked by our football team. Well, don't get this one, Kevin. The flag came up immediately. It was a two-yard penalty. Second, it was procedure, but it's now second and 12 instead of second and 15. I don't get that one. Panthers have the ball carrier hemmed in, going to get very little yardage. Well, I don't get that well, one. Well, get wait, 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 wait a minute. So, I mean, that may have been the coach declined that. Well, yeah, he could have. Because that was, I believe that was the first he, play. Because he did lose, he did lose a yard or two on first down. So that makes, yeah, that makes it right. It's now third and 12. So where we thought he did take it, I think he declined the penalty. So third and 12, that's a big, another big uh, hurdle for uh, Lawrence to get over. Panthers could really take advantage of this if Back to pass. Balls on, Balls the, ground. on the ground. Quarterback's going to be sacked <laughs> inside the 20. And he was looking downfield trying to, to figure out if he had a receiver. Again, credit the Panthers secondary for putting a lot of heat on, and he lost the football. So once again, Lawrence is going to give Derby good field position. Panthers lead 26-6. to six. Clock moving 7.50 to go. And Dylan Edwards is in on the receiving team, so that's good news for the Panthers. Another, Another Panther. not a very good kick. It takes a takes a Lawrence bounce, and it's lucky it's dead. It went out of bounds <laughs> at about the 45. Their 45, it hit about the 30. It looked like it was going to shank and go out of bounds quicker than that, but what a defensive stand by this Panther. Uh, <laughs> you know, what started off as a slow night, these guys have really picked up the pace. It's going to be first and 10 Panthers inside of Lawrence territory at their 45, 734 left. Again, Panthers lead by 20, 26 to 6. And Doyle, I think the Panthers have put the ball up twice. We had the nice catch by Reed Liston to keep a drive going, and then the touchdown pass, pass to Thatcher. I wouldn't be surprised to see the ball in the air this series. Especially if Lawrence is going to be packing the box, try to stop the run. Back to pass. Now he cuts it up, does wash. He picks up five on first down. Limb was was hit pretty hard at the end of that play, but, you know, he did a great job. That was that RPO where you got the run pass option and, uh, you know, probably did the right thing when he couldn't find his target. He just cut the ball upfield. You know, people forget Lim's six foot two oh five, and uh, you know that's that's pretty good load. <laughs> well, and if you stand by him on the sideline, this kid is put together. He's got a little brother named Miles, who uh, Miles is put together pretty good for and a Miles sophomore. Miles just a sophomore, yes. Yes. Second and five. About time for Edwards to bust one. Pitched it to Edwards. Gets up the middle. Flags, flags he, came down early. Yeah, there was a, probably a hold on the Panthers, I'm going to guess. It came down very quickly right in the middle of the field. So, again, in that vicinity, you got you got to think it's going to be a hold. Well, I know Ed, Edwards tripped over his, his tripped over his own feet, and, uh, and otherwise a, he would have had a good good game. It's all for naught, though. It is a hold. I think, you know, unfortunately, though, I think he would have probably picked up first down yardage. He just, you know, the hold flag came up uh, really, really early. So that marked off another 10, so that's going to make it second and 15 for the Panthers from midfield. And the Panthers don't want to get caught in that bug of, uh, of penalties moving us backwards. 6.35 left. Panthers lead 26-6. to six. It's going to be second and 15. 
caught by Liston. Gets back some oh, of those. Oh, man. That was, that was a, a late hit. It looked like out of bounds. It sure did. Again, a little bit different twist out of Coach Clark at time. Liston was already split out and then went into motion from where he was out uh, and then just t- hit a quick hitter to him. So that got back a lot of that uh, negative yardage. Yeah, it's now third and six, so that that's a little more manageable from the 41-yard line. they got to get to the Lawrence 35 for the first down. They lead 26-6 to six with 6-16 left in the half. This is a big play, I think, for the Panther offense. If they can sustain this drive and put one more on the board, uh, that, that'll be – a lot of good momentum. Panthers going to burn a timeout here. I kept waiting. Lim was trying the hard count, and then uh, he ended up looking at coach, and they took the timeout. Yeah, it's probably probably a smart thing to do. This to me, this is a, a a big a big part of this drive. If they can hang on here and keep the ball, get a first down, and uh, keep the keep the drive going, keep the momentum going, then uh, you know that that'll be a good thing because. Uh, you know, they're up by 20, but I, I, I'm not comfortable. No, never. You can't be uh, can't be comfortable in a ball game like this. If there was three minutes to go in the fourth quarter, I might be comfortable, but not, not this early. There's a whole lot of football left to be played. Both teams know that. Both coaching staffs know that. I know I talked to the athletic director early in the week, and I, I told him, I said, you know, this, this is going to be a good game to watch. It's going to be a good game for us to call and it's going to be a good game for the coaches to coach. So it doesn't get any better than that. Third down and six for the Panthers. Edwards goes out in the slot. Back to pass. Quick pass out. Caught. First down, Edwards. Gets inside the 30 to about the 26-yard line. Well, one of the last guys probably that Lawrence thought was going to get the pass thrown to him in that situation. Again, you know, and I won't mention the name, but I had another coach tell me earlier in the week, he says, you know, you put Coach Clark up against another quality team, and if they're evenly matched, Coach Clark will outcoach them. First and 10. Wash keeps it, gets to the outside. On his feet inside the 20, down to about the 16 or 17-yard line. Panthers pick up, well, I'm going to guess seven or eight on, on first down, so it's going to be second and short inside the 20 at about the 17. Well, this this game has moved really quickly, but a lot of runs. Wash picked the ball up. He kind of juggled it. I think he was supposed to hand it off. And when he did, all the pursuit went past him, and he got up down to the 10-yard line. Well, and you're right. It hit his hands and just went straight up in the air, and Lim had to re-catch it. And, and at that point, all you can do is run the football. There isn't any whole lot of other options, but he picks up enough yardage for the first down. It's first and goal from the 10. It's like a direct snap. And it is. Dylan gets down close to the five, probably around the six-yard line, second goal from there. Well, and again, you haven't seen Dylan Edwards direct snaps back to Dylan. I mean, you're probably seeing the precursor of what's going to happen next year a little bit when when you've got uh, Dylan and Hubbard both in the ballgame. Second goal looks like looks like this, about the seven. I thought he was closer to the six, but they're marking about the seven. Motion. They give it back to 
Edwards. Beautiful cut by Dylan Edwards. Doyle, he's got to be down. I mean, he's got to be down with the nose of the football on the goal line, but Dylan made a great cutback. He did, and they get down to inside the one. So it, you're right, it, the nose of the football. Well, you got to like this being – I mean, I'm sorry. I'm a limb wash under center play here. and Just go behind that big, experienced offensive line and drive your legs. Going to be third down and goal from inside the one-yard line. Edwards is in his normal position. He gives it to Dylan Edwards, and it's He's the in. touchdown Panthers. Wow, and I'm telling you what, if you're Lawrence High right now, you got to be a little shell-shocked. you got to think, man, what has just come down and punched me in the mouth? And the Panther offense is rolling. The Panther defense is looking bad, better. you got a 32-6 lead, Doyle, and who would have thought? No, I wouldn't have. Yeah, that was a good good play by Wash and uh, Edwards to combine, and Edwards just kind of slid it in there. Extra point by Simmons. That looks good, and it is. So with 3.54 left, Panthers increased their lead to 27, 33-6 in the second quarter, and there's a lot of football left. Well, Doyle, and again, you got to go back to the way this ball game started. I mean, I think probably a lot of Lawrence guys are going, hey, everything's going to roll our way. You know, they fumble the kickoff, and, and we got the ball, we score. And since that period of time, the Panthers have really stepped up, and, and it's been run, run, run. And then when I need to throw in the pass, Lim's able to do that. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm thinking Lim is probably, uh, what, three for three? And, uh, you know, that that's – I mean, that's just been the way he's been throwing the ball lately. He hadn't had to throw it much, but he's been accurate when he has thrown it. Well, and again, if you're Lawrence, you got to really be careful that you don't start folding up the tent. I mean, there's a lot of ball game left. Well, I, you and I talked about it on the way up. We remember back in uh, 1993 when the Panthers had a big lead against the Lawrence High team at the state championship, and I think everybody began prematurely celebrating, and Derby came out with a, with a loss. So this is one thing that uh, you can't let happen. Simmons is again kicking off. See if he can get it back inside the five. High end over end. Going to be handled at about the nine. Panthers have that one hemmed in just short of the 20. You know, don't want, you know, this is now reminiscent of what you've seen in Panther, you know, kick coverage teams in the past. Some of these guys are catching the football, and they looked up, in this case, they looked up to about eight white jerseys looking at them, and, and I hate to say it, but they cower. I mean, they literally cower waiting to be hit. Well, I, I know that uh, uh, that's a big deal with Coach DeVore and Coach Clark, special teams, and you know, I don't care what level you are. They, all the teams talk about special teams and their ability. First and 10 from the 20, pitch it outside to Neal. Gets inside. Looked like there was holding on one of our players, but there was no call. Yeah, and they just, that was just a student body ride. I mean, they, they unbalanced to the right side, and they just brought the whole house, and Derby did a pretty good job stringing out the play. Looked like one of our guys, they had him by a hold of the arm and was pulling on his arm, and that's, that's, that's textbook holding, but no call, and it's going to be second and about four. And they give it again to Neal. He gets up, going to get a first down 
Yeah, close to the first down. And and, and he was hit pretty hard, right? As he as he picked up first down yardage, he was he was hit hard. But you know that's uh, what Lawrence seems to be going back to now is hey, what got us here was running the football. Thirty three to six, Panthers lead with three minutes to go in the half. It's been all Panthers since the initial touchdown by the Lions after a Panther turnover. And again, they give it to the tailback. He gets to the outside, and he gets run out of bounds, but he picks up a pretty good chunk of yardage on first down. Yeah, and that was just a, uh, you know, I'm going to take it to the outside and see who can set the edge, and uh, he uh, picked up big yardage. He picked up seven. It's going to be second three from the 40, or excuse me, 30, looks like 37-yard line. Panthers lead 33-6, under three minutes to go in the first half. Back to pass, just a quick pass out in the flat. Caught and immediately tackled short of the 50-yard line. Well, and again, that's what the Panthers got to be wary of. They got to keep playing the defense that's, uh, that they have in, uh, the, in the prior quarter and a half. Well, that, that's a pretty tough one. That was just a slant, and uh, that's a pretty tough one for one-on-one coverage. And our guy was right with him, but, you know, the pass was on the money. And he had time to throw it that time. 2.20 left. First and 10, back to pass, rolling to the near side. Now running, with, and he just threw it out of bounds. I was going to say running for his life was Dooley. Now, once again, you got to give the Panther secondary a ton of credit. Cause they had There's the a flag probably. I guess, I guess it's going to be intentional grounding. That's what I'm going to guess. <clears throat> because the, 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 the white cap looked at the line judge and was studying him, and then the flag went up. So that's what I'm going to guess. Yeah, and I don't know. I thought he was I don't know. outside. Uh, yeah. the, I thought he was well outside the tackle. So did I. And they're and calling intentional calling. grounding. That's a loss of down, so it's going to be second down. And about probably 15 or 16. Yeah, you don't see that call much. And I, I'm with you. I, I thought he just tossed it out of bounds, and, man, they're – you know, and then you think about the play and what he did. He started running. He was about two or three yards from going out of bounds. He just threw it out of bounds. So, you know, there, there wasn't a receiver anywhere even in the vicinity. 24-yard. Well, it's now second down and 24 with the loss of down and the penalty. Man, I'm going to lobby for these down markers everywhere. They make life easy. They give it to the tailback. He gets down. Oh, maybe to the 36 or 37, so it's going to be. Not much, Doyle, and you got to credit the Panthers. They strung that play out. I mean, that was a, you know, I'm going to go out and try and get around the corner, and the Panthers only gave up a couple yards on the play. Yeah, it's going to be third down and about 22 with 145 left. Again, Panthers lead this one big so far, 33 to 6. Another, Another big third down play for Lawrence High. Panthers blitz, just throwing it up, incomplete. Well, Lindsey had great coverage on the play, and that was just a desperation throw. Doyle, I think there's another penalty flag laying on the ground on the far side. Might you got to figure it might be holding. Hey, you got to think ineligible downfield is, I think, maybe what we're going to see. But you got to think you're in the vicinity. 
Coach Clark's going to decline that one. Yeah, ineligible downfield. It's declined. It's now fourth down. So it's going to be Panther ball again with a minute 26 to uh, go. Panthers aren't buying it. I think Panthers are, you know, they're kind of thinking, man, maybe they're going to try a fake. Now they shift Knox back. Low snap. Panthers are just staying away from it. It takes a Lawrence bounce and bounces down to about the 32. Well, we got a minute. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Live 105. KDKQ 105 and FM is sponsored in part by these great local derby businesses. Biddles Automotive, Derby Public Library, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Riverside Cafe of Derby, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder, Elder Law of Kansas, and DNM Mechanical Heating and Air. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on Live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Panthers are going to have it now on their own 31 or two yard line. They have two timeouts left and a minute 12. Edwards goes in motion, cuts up field, back to pass, goes wash. Now he pulls it down, decides to run with it. He gets out of bounds after picking up about five yards. Well, good call by Lim Wash on darting out of bounds. Doyle, I, I know you, you just got done talking about some of our uh, list, our sponsors. Uh, we also appreciate all those guys that listen online. Tonight, uh, again, a good good showing. Blue Springs, Missouri, Oklahoma City, Kansas City, Chicago, Spring Hill, Kansas, Dallas, Columbus, Missouri. Again, once a Panther, always a Panther. 109 left. Second, second five. Panthers showing a lot of motion right now. Back to pass. Goes Wash. Now he pulls it back down. Gets away from a couple of guys. He's going to go down after maybe a looks like a two, maybe a three yard gain. So it's going to be timeout now, Panthers. Well, and if you're Coach Wa or Coach uh, Clark, make no bones about it. He wants more points on the board. Well, it's third and about looks like two, maybe three for the Panthers. Uh, they lead 33-6, and yeah, they'd like to dial up one more because Lawrence is going to get the ball to start the second half. So. You know, you'd like to have Derby dial up one more just just because. And, and I think, again, you're, if you're Coach Clark, you're going, hey, we're in third down here. we got a minute and one second before half. We also don't want to do something stupid. You don't want to throw a pick. You don't want to do something to give Lawrence momentum going into half. That's exactly right. You don't want to do anything silly right now. It's third down and two yards to go. One minute left. Panthers lead 33-6. We are in the quarterfinals of the 6A state playoffs. Liston shows motion. They give it to Liston. Double reverse to Mercer Thatcher. Lawrence read that. Uh, they're going to throw the Panthers for a loss on the play. It didn't fool uh, you know, Lawrence High one bit. No, it didn't, didn't fool Lawrence. Panthers are going to have to punt. Lawrence just called timeout. Now Lawrence has another player down on the field, but you know that play uh, ate up uh, about 11 seconds with all the razzle-dazzle, but more importantly, if you're Lawrence, you're able to uh, force the Panthers into the first punt of the evening and uh, get the ball back. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that was that was kind of a unique play there. Uh, it started off with a pitch to Reed Liston and ended up Mercer Thatcher had the ball in his hands, going the opposite way. So you know that's just another one of those maybe third page of the playbook that uh, Coach Clark's got into. 
man, he, he's not going to know what to do. Uh, and Reed was in motion, so there was a lot going on on the play. And, you know, you got to credit Lawrence because you could see the play set up, and they were uh, they stayed home. Well, there was a lot going on. There's been a lot going on the whole game for the Panthers. They've been doing a lot of shifting and, and motion that we've never seen before. Well, hence the direct snap to Dylan Edwards. They've done that two or three times. Uh, all the motion. Edwards out in the slot, you know. Uh, yeah. So they've... Luke They've done Edwards. a lot of things. Luke needs to get off a good punt here. Luke's got a strong leg, and if he hits that right, that guy's not giving him enough respect. There, we've got a probably, I'm going to guess this is going to be a delay of game. Oh, it, looked, it looked like we still had uh, 15 seconds left Maybe. on the clock. Well, wait a minute. Maybe it was a substitution violation. Yeah, I think they had, uh, and guess what? It's a it's big a penalty down. against Lord's High. Gives the Panthers another opportunity with 47 seconds left before half. Yes, that's, that's a big one. If you're you're Coach Rippey, you got to go. Man, that one just could have shot us in the foot. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I I thought usually when the back judge throws it before the snap, it's a delay of game. But then I saw the guy running off the field and well, and I kind of glanced. You, I'm with you. The flag went up, and I glanced at the clock, and the play clock still had 16 seconds on it. <laughs> yeah, well that, yeah. Panthers get new life, first and 10. Again, Liston goes in motion. They give it to him. Oh, no. Oh, Panthers really dodged a bullet, I think, there. Out of bounds. Liston took the play on the pitch and then tried to pitch it back when he got near the sideline, and the ball rolled around. So, wow, that was a big break for the Panthers that they didn't just turn the ball over. Big loss on the play, about eight or nine yards. They were trying to run that. They were trying to run a option, and I'm sure they do that in, in practice and do it successfully, but not that time. So it's second down and a long 19 for the Panthers. Again, they give it to Edwards. He gets pulled down for another loss. Yeah, Pan- Panthers probably, the way things are laying right now, the Panthers probably need to just get in at half. And Lawrence uses another timeout as Panthers have had two plays for big losses. Yeah, that's uh, going to be about a third down, and I'm going to guess 20. Oh, shoot. I'm going to guess 28, 29 yards. I'm going to guess 23. I'm just going to throw that out there. I cheated because I looked at the down marker. That ain't fair. You got you got to look where it's at, and you got to add the yardage up. That's why I said I'm going to lobby for these kind of sticks everywhere we go because you and I always have a hard time anymore seeing, and you look down there and you go, man, that thing's showing it to me. Yeah, it's it's helping us out, isn't it? 31 seconds left, and again, I think Lawrence called the timeout, so they should be down to one timeout left. Well, good timeout if you're Lawrence. You, you, you're going to you're going to force the Panthers if they can't pick up this uh, first down here. You you may get the ball back with just a few seconds left on the clock. Panthers have still Wash and Edwards in the backfield. They got stacked wideouts to the near side, stacked to the far side. So both the Thatchers are on the far side. And now one of the fat Drake goes in motion. They pitch it out to Edwards, makes a couple guys miss, gets back to, oh, maybe picking up five or six. But that'll force Lawrence to use their last timeout. 
And and again, that was the you know they got 24 seconds left, so they're going to have an opportunity here to to force the Panthers to punt one more time. And oh, that all kind of started off with a couple of big losses by the Panthers on, well, on a couple razzle dazzle plays. Yep, yep. The uh, double option, or I, I don't know what you call it, when Liston was the option man and wasn't a good pitch, and uh, you know then we we try to double reverse. <laughs> Just uh, wasn't very successful. So, you know, the Panthers need to get that momentum back. And uh, because, again, Lawrence is going to get the ball when this uh, second half gets underway. Panthers lead, though, 33-6 right now. And that's the good thing with 24 seconds left. And Luke, again, he, he needs to get off a good punt here. Trey Jackson back for the Lions. Looks like they've got punt block going, does Lawrence. So we'll need a good snap here. Good catch. Not a bad punt. And it's going to take a good derby bounce down inside the 25 to about the 24, maybe 23. So good job by the Panthers that time. Well, and more importantly, it's, it's 10.8 seconds left. You know, Coach Trippy, in this situation, I'm sorry. You got to think about, you know, how how crazy do you want to get? You, you know, if you throw a ball up, you have something bad happen, and it, it doesn't turn out well. It's uh, a real steep hill to climb. Well, I see the Panthers have added another defensive back. Uh, they brought in uh, looks like Amare Ramirez. He's still nursing, I think, a dislocated elbow. Back to pass goes Dooley. Guy out in the flat, and he's hit immediately by Clemens. That's going to run her out. That's going to end the first half. Panthers, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of game left, Kevin. They, they lead by uh, 27 points. They lead 33-6. to six, So, you know, there, there's still a lot of game left. Uh, and, again, like I said earlier, I don't feel quite comfortable oh, yet. Oh, no, no. You, you can't. You know, Derby's able to put up 33 in the, in the first half, and, I go back to that 93 game. I mean, you know, you, yeah, and I'm sure that's in Coach Clark's mind, anyone's mind, well before his time, but you got to think about that. You know, you're not going to go in and say, hey, this one's in the bag. No, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think our coaching staff's going to allow that to happen. I, I think they're going to, uh, uh, go in like we're behind 33 to six and, and, uh, you know, make, and, you know, they're, they're into making adjustments, which they do. This is, this is a heck of a coaching staff that, in my opinion, they, they do a lot of things at halftime. They make a lot of adjustments. They make adjustments on the fly. I mean, what? just between series. And, you know, you gotta, you got to do that. Well, you, you, you think back and someone might be going, hey, you know, you had 45 seconds left. Why were you running all that different things? Well, you got a big lead. You, you know, you can take some risks and, and, and do things like that when you got a big lead and you think, hey, if we can make something happen here and, uh, and, and, Get a get a trick play and put up another seven. Things are really tough. Yeah, it, it's like like you said, it's a risk reward type thing. And uh, you know, if the Panthers would have been able to pull off one of those two or three little trick plays, it might be forty to six right now. So you know, it, it's just you know, and, and I see the Panthers are <laughs> they're outside. That's their locker room, and and I don't know. Lawrence is both. They're 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 over, they're over on, on the and that's what we've been told that due to COVID. 
locker rooms were closed and the Panthers would be down on the north end and that the that Lawrence would go down on the uh, baseball field or softball field. And that's where they're at. And so, that's exactly where they're at. They're on the softball field. The Panthers are down by the restrooms uh, in the north end zone. And, you know, it's uh, that's just the way it is tonight, I guess. And, and you and I are just happier than pigs in slop because, <laughs> number one, it's not raining. And number two, the wind's not blowing. And number, well, there ain't no number three. Well, I don't, don't know. Do I, I think number that. three is it is getting colder. I don't know about you. And I've got some buddies that are in Texas and Arizona and all these places sending me text messages and, and, and answering on Facebook saying, hey, man, it's 80 degrees here. And, you know, well, it isn't the case here in Lawrence tonight, but you're 100% correct. It could be worse. Yeah, it could be a lot worse. This is uh, Panther football on a live 105. KDKQ, live 105. Panthers lead 33 to 6. We're at halftime. We'll be back. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles in Derby, Kansas. With their two certified master ASE technicians, they offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Wilhite Automotive is located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 316-788-0514. Locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. For nearly 45 years, since 1975, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States with quality construction and building services. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. You can see homes, churches, strip malls, and other buildings they built all over our community of Derby. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788 3701. Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Conflabbit, how am I going to get to the Derby Public Library when I can't get this car to start? Don't worry, Granny Cletus. We can use the library's online learning resources to help. There's a section on auto repair, small engine repair, and even a database for hobbies and crafts. Great idea, Mooney Pie. Now I can fix this rust bucket and learn to juggle at the same time. Granny, be careful. Let's crank up this car and hit the town. Oh, Granny. Derby Public Library. Making plans for the special day? Pause Photography offers engaging photo sessions for couples, engagements, and weddings. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Pause Photography. You can reach them at 631-5417. Pause Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. 
Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Okay, we're ready. And we're back. Lawrence, where uh, Panthers are currently leading this one. We're at halftime, 33-6 to in a, in a first half that started off with the Panthers turning the ball over on uh, their own 14-yard line. Lawrence scored, jumped out 6-0, and then the young man who uh, uh, fumbled the football took the kick all the way back for about an 80-yard kick return to tie the ball game up, and ever since then it's been pretty much Panthers. Well, and it has. It's been Panthers the entire way. And if you're Lawrence, you, if anything, you wanted to get in at halftime and regroup and talk about things, make some adjustments and say, hey, guys, this is what they're doing. Here's what we've got to do to stop them. And, you know, if you're Derby, you're going, hey, you know what? Things worked pretty good until that last series. Yeah, well, you know, again, uh, I'm sure that the coaches are going to find little tweaks in the defense as well as the offense. And uh, I, I, I think we can bank on that. So. And Lawrence, they, they've got, I mean, you, you can say what you want. That, that's a pretty steep hill to climb. But, uh, you know, they are, you know, they didn't get to be 9-0 and uh, by giving up at halftime. So they're going to come out fired up, ready to go, I think, uh, to start the second half. Now, before we get into the, into the halftime stats, we've got a couple of scores to give to you. Olathe North leads Blue Valley 21-7. to That's in the third quarter. At halftime, Blue Valley North 10, Shawnee Mission Northwest 6. And, of course, the Derby score uh, we know is 33-6 uh, to in favor of the Panthers. One we really want to know about, Eastern Junction City, we don't have a score on right now. So we hope we'll find one and uh, share that with uh, with all the listeners. Well, yeah, the winner, winner of this game will play the winner of that game next week in the semifinals. So, yeah, we're definitely interested in that particular score. Well, getting into the uh, first-time st- halftime stats for the Panthers, uh, 17 first downs uh, and Lawrence 13. So Panthers, uh, as we expected, might lead in that department. Rushing yardage, Panthers 30 touches on the ground, 128 yards. Grab this one right now, Lawrence, 18 touches, Doyle, just 48 yards on the ground. Wow, they got 14 on the ground, their first possession. So, you know, that's been four, three or four possessions or five after that. So, yeah, that, that's pretty good by the defense. Panthers four for four in the air for 52 yards, while Lawrence is four for eight for just 31 yards. Doyle, 180 yards for the Panthers in the first half. Lawrence, 65 yards. If you're Coach Wiedrich, you can't be too disappointed in that. No, you can't, but uh, I think we know Coach Wiedrich well enough to, to know that, yeah, 64 yards, but maybe we should only give it up 60, so we're going to yeah. work on that. you know. So so these guys, they, like I said, these guys are masters at, 
at uh, uh, making adjustments at halftime. For the Panthers, individual stats for the first half. Lim Wash, four for four for 52 yards. Reed Liston, two of those catches for 34. Dylan Edwards has one for 14. And Tillman's has one for four. In the rushing department, Edwards, 15 touches for 76 yards. Lim Wash, 13 for 64. Mercer Hatcher, one for minus three. And Reed Liston, one carry for minus nine. Again, Panthers... uh, 180 total yards of offense, maybe a little lower than what they're used to, but they've held Lawrence to just 65. And Doyle, I think a lot of this is play being in short field situations again for the Panthers tonight. But again, the uh, the big stat we all love to hear right now at halftime: Derby leads Lawrence 33 to six. Yeah, you know, one thing we got to add to those stats that uh, I don't think there's a column for was uh, Dylan Edwards and his 80 yard kick return kickoff return for a touchdown that tied the ball game up so dylan's been a big part of this offense so far tonight as has Lim Wash, as has the whole offensive line because if you don't start with those guys you don't start well and again we say short yard situations just panthers forced lawrence into some third and long fourth and then they had to punt things went wrong for them so the panthers had some very good field position on several of their drives and, and again the, the one the one call that i don't think you and i have seen well we haven't seen it all year i can't remember when the last time i did see it was a uh, intentional grounding and that that took lawrence from like a first and 10 to a second and about 25 just like that well, exactly. And again, I go back to that play and, and, you know, the more you think about it, you get, you, you think that in that situation, the quarterback had, he was running out of bounds and then all of a sudden within two or three yards, it was like, Hey, I just think I'll get rid of it. And so, and you know, it results in intentional grounding and uh, yeah, that was a big turnaround for the Panthers. That, that hurt Lawrence pretty good in that drive. Panthers lead this one 33 to six. We're oh, maybe eight minutes away, including the three minute obligatory warm-up period away from the start of the second half. This is Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ 105.9 FM. You're home for Panther football. We'll be back. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991, specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and they can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of a live 105 in Derby Panther football. Biddle's Auto, located at 300 South Baltimore, is here for all your car needs, offering oil changes, tires, battery replacement, and repair of mechanical issues. Biddle's is always there. Biddle's Auto can be reached at 633-3121 and conveniently on Facebook. Biddle's Auto, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas. Located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther Football. 
Tired of pesky weeds? Tendercare offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tendercare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1985, DMV Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include alignment, towing, engine maintenance, electrical services, and tires. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Britain in Derby, they can get you back on the road in no time. More information on services that DMV Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or by calling 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday or 8 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. DMV Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Hey, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the Weekend Top 20 Countdown, revving up for another great Weekend Top 20 Countdown show. With Luke Smallbone for King and Country stops by to talk about dealing with depression. And Chris Tomlin tells us what he thinks about today's generation. We'll give you a chance to win Chris's brand new release called Chris Tomlin and Friends. And we'll hear future hits this week from Phil Wickham and Big Daddy Weed. Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. on Alive 105. Music that's good for you. Hey, I'm Keith Stevens. Join Donna Cruz and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. Matthew West shares about his brand new song, The Hope of Christmas. With every song I put out, it's in the hopes that somebody out there who's struggling can just hear a little three-minute lifeline and maybe grab onto it and go, okay. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith. Saturday, 6 to noon, and weekday mornings, 6 to 9, on Alive 105. It's time once again to open the vault, pull out a Christian music chart, and count down the top 30 radio hits from that month. This weekend, we go back on this date to November 1987. Brian Duncan, Margaret Becker, Stephen Curtis Chapman, the four brothers Winans, and also BB and CC. Join me, Larry Wayne, for our top 30 flashback next time on Streets of Gold. Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. Hey everybody, this is Andy Chrisman. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. This week, my special guest is Kimmy Simon of Oral Roberts University Worship. We really want to be able to cultivate atmospheres and cultivate moments where people can hear God's voice better. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with my special guest, Kimmy Simon of ORU Worship. Worship with Andy Chrisman, Sunday mornings at 9 on Alive 105. Sean Michaels and get ready for this weekend's two-hour time travel trip as we head back to relive some of the biggest classic Christian hits of the past. And coming up this week, Peter Furler tells us the secret to writing a hit song. And Scott Crepain recalls what it was like to win the songwriting competition on American Idol. Plus, your classic requests are always welcome at 2623-Rewind. Join me again this weekend for another trip to Christian Music's past on Christian Music Rewind. Christian Music Rewind, this Saturday at 5 on Alive 105. Back in the Lawrence where Panthers lead the Lions 33-6. I guess they're called the Chesty Lions. Yeah, they, they're called the Chesty Lions. Duel, I'd like to say that both teams came out of the locker room, but that's not the case tonight. They both left. They made both teams stay uh, on the, uh, it, you know, Derby was on the north end and uh, it, 
uh, Lawrence went down on the baseball field, so they didn't get that opportunity. Real quick before I know you got something you need to read, but uh, we did get a score update on the East Junction City game. At halftime, Junction City leads East 28-20. to 20. Wow. Close game. The only thing I need is to update on last week's action on both sides, the East and the West side of the bracket. Uh, Olathe North, they beat... Olathe Northwest 38-17. They're playing Blue Valley, who defeated Blue Valley Northwest 24-7. Blue Valley North, they beat Olathe East 33-21, and they're taking on Shawnee Mission Northwest, who beat Olathe West 5 Olathe West 26-14. And on our side, of course, Derby's playing Lawrence, and we lead this one 33-6. And on the other side, Wichita East, they beat Manhattan 20-7 to last week. Junction City beat Washburn Rule 70-25. to And they're playing right now locked up in a 20, I believe, a 28-20 game at halftime. So that game's being played in Junction City. Well, that game means a lot to us because you said the winner of tonight's ball game will play either Junction City or East High. So, you know, Panthers know they're in a situation that if uh, if we're fortunate to move on, we're going to we're going to travel. If Lawrence is fortunate enough to win, I think they they would host the game again. That's exactly what happens. And uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, and. You know, it's a close game over there, and, and if we happen to hang on here and, and let's say East wins, then we would travel to East. I have no idea where East plays their home games. They, they There's two or three stadiums they could use, uh, one being Carpenter, one being Northwest, and the other being uh, the new stadium at Southeast. Well, we'll try and keep you up to date on uh, on that score as we can. Well, Panthers are taking the field. They're ready to kick off. Uh, there's still eight or nine seconds left on the clock, but both teams are now out and ready to go. Again, Panthers lead 33-6. Lawrence gets the ball to start the second half, and they they need to get some momentum. Well, I just uh, was told that uh, Holton won a ball game tonight, and I know that's a pretty quick score, but uh, I know that was uh, one of my uh, guys that works with me. Uh, his son plays at Holton. And they were able to uh, hold on tonight and get another victory. So that's a, a nice thing for uh, Chad. Yep, they they live to fight again, as they say. Well, we're ready to go here in the second half. Again, Panthers are up 33-6 in the third quarter. Holton was playing Frontiac in that ball game. Simmons kicking off. It's another high, and end over end is coming down at about the 12. Panthers swarm the guy and take him down at about the 25-yard line. So it's going to be first and 10 for Lawrence at 25, 26-yard line. I can't tell for sure. So pretty good field position for Lawrence to start this possession of the second half. Well, and this is this is an important series, I think, for both teams. I think if you're Lawrence, you got to go in and, and have something positive here. And Panthers, you know, they got to they got to come out and, and not play like they have a 33-6 lead. Dooley and Neal in the backfield. They give it to Neal. He kind of hesitates a little bit, finds his blockers, picks up 15 yards on first down. So that's a positive start 
about as positive as you can get. Well, and you know Coach Rippey went in at half and probably told all these guys, a very senior-laden team, that, hey, guys, you know, this is it. This is your night. I mean, if you don't win this ball game, you can fold it up and, and turn your stuff in tomorrow. He kind of hesitated a little bit and let his blocks get in front of him and picked up 15 yards on first down. And Panthers nearly jumped offside. Lawrence was just shifting men from one side to the other. Again, they give it to Neal. This time the Panthers stopping for very little gain, if any. You know, I think that's the second time tonight we've seen Lawrence shift. They're, they're shifting and to an unbalanced side, bringing two guys over. And both times the Panthers have played that very well. Second down and 11. See, you shouldn't have pointed that out. Now I'm using it. <laughs> it makes so, it easy. Yard loss. Second and 11 from him just outside the 40. Panthers are showing blitz. Back to pass, just a quick pass out in the flat. I think it was dropped. It was it was dropped and again nearly picked off by the Panthers. Going to be third down and 11. Jameer Clemens out on the coverage. <clears throat> yeah, Panthers, it looks like they've added a They've added a defensive back and taken out a linebacker is what it looks like. Third and long, rolling to the near side, just pitches it out. It's going to be short of the first down by about a yard, so you got to figure Lawrence is probably going to – they're not going to punt. Oh, they're not. I don't even think they're thinking about uh, a punt here with it being that close. Now, you know, they, they – put the yard marker down and it, it is it's about a yard exactly a yard so they picked up 10 on third down and this will be a big stop for the panther defense or did bring in a couple of new personnel but i don't think they have any intention of not going for it no they're going to go for it I, I would give it to number four neil and they did he breaks the first down marker and get, picks up three more. Yeah, he's a, he's a tough runner, and he's uh, definitely who I'd have to have with the football in his hands. Panthers had him third down and long, and uh, uh, they completed a pass. And then Neal did the rest. I think he picked up three or four, so they're in Panther territory now on about the 48-yard line. Panthers lead 33-6. Lawrence on the move early in the second half. Again, they give it to Neal. He picks up, I'm going to say, three. Man, and he, he was closed on very quickly. Neal tried to hurdle somebody, and the Panthers stopped him abruptly. going to be second. Well, the I think it's second and seven, but the, oh, now they, they changed, changed it. it. They must have heard us thinking <laughs> up there. They're on the Panther, just outside the Panther 45. Again, they give it to the tailback. He gets to the outside, gets a first down, gets all the way down to the Panther 35-yard line. This is the best sustained drive Lawrence has had tonight. Oh, no, without a question. They uh, they were able to get to the edge that time, and I thought the Panthers were going were, were gonna to stop him, but uh, he's able to get to the edge and turn up field and pick up first down yardage. It's going to be first and 10, now down to the Panther 35. This I believe this drive started on the 25-yard line, so Lawrence has taken just over three – under three minutes to move the ball about 35 yards. Back to pass goes the quarterback, got a man over the top, knocks, knocks it away. 
you know, Tanner Knox went up high, and it looked like at first that the ball was uh, the receiver was behind him. Tanner knew all the way. He jumped up high in the air and bats the ball down. Going to be second and 10. That was a good play by Tanner Knox. He was playing ball all the way, and he nearly intercepted it. Well, I, I, at first I thought, man, the receiver's behind him, and then all of a sudden when you saw Tanner go up in the air, it's like I think Tanner knows where that football's at. So now it's going to be second and 10 from the Panther 35. They give it to Neal. Gets to the outside. This time the Panthers stop him for about a two-yard loss. Yeah, Panthers played that one very, very well outside that time. Looked like uh, Lindsey might have been the guy that brought him down. Going to be third down and about 12 from the Panther 36-and-a-half. That's another one of those. I, I think you, if you're Lawrence, you about got to be in four-down territory trailing 33-6. to six. There's no doubt about that. Panthers need to make it tough on them, though, not give them up anything here. Back to pass, rolling to the near side, quarterback being chased, getting to the outside. He just kind of threw it out of bounds. Well, the be... difference that time was that he had a receiver real close to the vicinity. Yeah, his, his intended receiver looked like Trey Jackson. He was definitely in the vicinity, and uh, – this young man has good movement. Uh, he rolls and throws the ball very well. This has been nearly a four-minute drive for uh, Lawrence, and, you know, they, they're fourth down here in 12, but, you, you, you know, I don't know. I mean, they, you about have to go for it. be a big defensive stop for the Panthers. Back to pass, straight drop back. Over the oh. head of the intended receiver, <laughs> Panthers are going to get the ball back. Well, if you're Lawrence, that has to be a little bit deflating. I mean, as we said, you have the ball for four minutes. You finally start moving the ball downfield. You get it in Derby territory, and the door slams shut in your face, and Panthers got the ball back. They they lead 33-6. to six. They're going to take over on downs at about the 36-and-a-half-yard line. So we'll see what Coach Clark's got dialed up here. You know, Doyle, in a football game, you, you only have so many possessions. You figure as a coach, you go, hey, I'm going to get this many possessions, this many plays called. You know, you're getting to that series where you, you got to come away with uh, something positive if you're Lawrence. First and 10 Panthers. They show motion. They pitch it out to Edwards. He's going to get thrown for about a yard and a half loss. Uh, the, the Lawrence is playing that play, that outside play, very well. And I think if you're Coach Clark, you're going to have to mix some things up because really that last series of the first half, Lawrence figured out a lot of the outside movement on Derby, and they stopped us. So let's see what Coach Clark has up his sleeve. It's now second and 12. We lost two yards on the play. Clock moving, 7.30 left. They lead, Panthers lead, 33-6. I, I can see a, a pass play coming up here just pretty quick. Hey, you got to do something to loosen up the Lord's defense. Motion. Drake Thatcher. Reverse pivot by Wall. And he put the ball on the ground. I think Lawrence has got Lawrence it. Lawrence has got the football. Crucial mistake by Lem Wash as he tried to throw the ball and was going to take it and run with it, and he puts the ball down. He put the ball on the ground, and I, I don't know. It looked like he was the reverse pivot, probably going to throw the ball, but uh, 
maybe the receiver was covered. I think he decided to pull it down, and it just slipped out of his hand. And exactly what the play was. It was a reverse pivot by Wash. He was going to throw, tried to tuck it, and uh, puts the ball on the ground. So Lawrence has a new life again. So both teams have had the ball. Panthers turned theirs over. Lawrence turned it over on downs. But now they're in better shape than when they turned it over. Again, they give it straight up the middle. Neil, he's going to get all the way down to the 26-yard line, so it's going to be close to a first down. Yeah, that was uh, just an unfortunate mistake the Panthers had. I think if you're if you're Coach Clark, if you're this offensive unit, you've got to you got to start eating up some clock. You got to have the ball in your possession and uh, take away opportunities from Lawrence. Well, second one, but we do have a big lead right now, thirty-three to six. Straight ahead, runs over a couple of Panthers and falls forward, and it's a first down inside the twenty-five. Uh, I suppose if there's any any pauses on this, Lawrence is just eating up a ton of clock here in this third quarter. Clock moving, 6.20 left. Again, Panthers lead 33-6, but Lawrence is definitely threatening after a Panther turnover. Again, they give it to Neal. He's going to get a yard, maybe a yard and a half on first down. Going to be second, eight or nine. Will you know? Panthers kind of did this to Gardner Edgerton last week. You know, they they got a big lead and then they they made Gardner Edgerton have to do things, and and that's where we're at right now in this ball game. Lawrence has to put a lot of scores up quickly. Second and eight. Back to pass, straight drop back. The man in the end zone, nearly intercepted by the Panthers. Yeah, really, the, the downfield passes for Lawrence tonight so far haven't been very effective. That was uh, Case Lindsay that nearly picked that ball off. This is definitely four-down territory. It's third and eight, so it might as well be fourth and eight because Lawrence is not going to punt. They're not going to kick a field goal, I'm sure. They're, like you said, they're, they're 27 points behind, so they have to score. Yeah, and if for Lawrence, the positive on the incompletion is the clock finally stopped. Give it again to Neal. He's going to get a first down or close to it. He's going to be hopefully just shy. <laughs> and again, if you're the Panthers, it just eats up clock. Fourth down and one. On the 14-yard line. So they can run or throw the ball. I, I'm going to I'm going to bet money they're going to run it. I would, I would think Mr. Neal's probably going to touch. You give it. it to number four and let him do his thing. They did. He got the first down. I think. Oh, it's going to be close. And I think you're right. It may be just enough, but it's very close. Derby's saying no. Lawrence is saying yes. It's going to be a tough one. The officials have gathered to uh, call it. Derby saying they got it. And I think Lawrence, Lawrence, it looks like realizes it. I, I think they're going to bring. It. I, I think you know you got to look at. Do we bring the chains out? Because <laughs> no, they're saying it's Panther football, and that's what I. You know, it kept looking like the Derby defense wanted to exit the field. Lawrence offense wanted to come on, but the officials were keeping them off. Doyle, what a huge stop by the Panther defense. Boy, I, I thought he had penetrated. They must have hit him behind the line of scrimmage because he carried a couple Panthers a yard or so, and it looked like he had enough momentum. 
he had to get, well, he got to the 14, and that's where he had to get. So, anyway, going to be the Panthers' ball with five minutes left in the third quarter. They lead by 27, and another chance to uh, put some points on the board here in the ballgame. Liston goes in motion. They give it to Edwards. He's going to get five. Yeah, he's going to get five on first down, maybe a little bit more than that. Well, and a little bit of wind just has to keep coming out of Lawrence's sail when, you know, you, you've eaten up so much clock and you don't come away with points and give the ball back to the Panthers. Well, yeah, that was a big that was a big deal. I mean, it was a big deal for Lawrence. It was a big deal for Derby's defense, and the Panthers won out that time. Second and four. Ball's laying on about the 20-yard line. Panthers lead 33-6 with 4.20 to go in the third quarter. Again, they give it to Edwards. First down and more. Out around the 35-yard line. Well, that's a huge first down for the Panthers, Doyle. I think the first first down and, you know, the last series of the, of the first half we stumbled and then we got a first down there. More importantly, the clock continues to run. That was just a huge first down play for the Panthers. Edwards ran for about 17 on that one, and uh, that's going to move the ball out to the 37 where they'll have it first and 10. And, you know, that, that kind of opens the playbook up a little bit, gets you out of your own end. And, you know, they, were, they started this on the 14-yard line. Now that now they got a little bit more room to work with. Yeah, without question. 33-6, Panthers lead. Motion, Drake Thatcher. Wash on a direct keeper. He, he faked it to Edwards and kept it, probably picked up a couple on first down. He's lucky if he picked up any yardage on the play. And, you know, it just uh, Panthers are going to have to mix things up here if they want to keep uh, moving the chains. Going to be second and eight. Clock moving, 320 left in the third. Again, Panthers lead this one by 27, 33 to six. Neither team has done much here in this third quarter. Yeah, Lawrence moved the ball well, ate up a lot of clock, but couldn't come away with points. Again, Edwards cuts up the middle, first down and more. 40, 30, it's a foot race. <laughs> Dylan Edwards is going to score. And you're not going to win that foot race with Dylan Edwards as he's able to take one to the house. Doyle, that may be the nail in the coffin for Lawrence High tonight. That was a Tremendous run by Dylan. It, 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 this is like we talked last week. You can stop him once, <laughs> twice, but that third time he's going to bust one. Well, he was exactly very patient that time. He picked his way through, hit the edge, and then it was just, as you said, a foot race. Lawrence had a couple of guys that had the angle on him, but Dylan just is able to outrun him. Extra point by Simmons to follow. It looks good. And it is. So with 2.57 to go in the third, Panthers increased their lead to 40-6. to six. And, you know, like you said, uh, Lawrence is going to have to have something good happen here, like a quick score. Well, and that, again, letting the wind out of your sails is huge there. When you've eaten up four or five minutes of the third quarter, you drive the ball the way down, and you don't come away with points, and you turn around and let the Panthers back on the board. Here, here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a Panther team that, that is just getting better and better by the week. Uh, I think Coach Clark said we're finally peaking, and, you know, this is when you want to peak, you know, is right now. 
You know, I just heard from my Holton connection, you know, they're, uh, they're on their way to the semifinals now. So, you know, a good thing. I know Chad's listening tonight and, uh, congrats to him and his son, uh, in Holton for that big win. Doyle, you and I talked about, I think it's the Bard is the coach down there. We talked about his dad being over at Smith center and, and I, and I believe Brooks is still there, but you know, the Barda connection in, in Holton has been there and, uh, quite a, quite a rich history with that family and football. You bet. You bet. I think, uh, and I was telling you about that article I read on the internet about the best program in each state and Smith center was the best program in Kansas with Roger Bart as the coach for, I don't know how many years. So yeah, the Bartas have rich tradition in the state of Kansas and they're a Roger was and <laughs> is Brooks a football is icon. great coaches. Here we go. Scott Simmons kicking off with 2.57 left after that big score by Dylan Edwards. Still going to come down. It's going to go out of bounds, so it's going to be a flag, and I believe it comes out to the 35-yard line. Yeah, that one, uh, I think it was Destin. You knew it was going to go out of bounds. The uh, Lawrence receiver started watching it head that way. So, But, again, you, you 2.57 left here in the third period. Panthers lead 40-6. to six. Oh, they, they're, they're in desperation mode if you're Lawrence High. Well, and, and, you know, that's the, the Panther defense needs to step up and, and, and play like they've been playing this whole night. Uh, they, they've given up one score and, you know, uh, to a, to a nine and oh, number one ranked team in six, a, well, one score on a, on a fumble on the uh, opening kick return. Back to pass just a quick screen out in the flat Panthers play it going to pick up. I don't know. Going to pick up four or five on first down, but Panthers played that quick screen pretty good. They played it very well on the play. Second, probably six. Boy, Kevin, we got to get one of them sideline yard things. <laughs> I said that's what we got to lobby for those. Second and six. They give it straight ahead to Neal. He kind of takes his time, picks his hold, picks up probably two or three on second down. Uh, he's going to be real close to moving the sticks, and, and now they say that it is a first down. Yeah, he picked up. He gets all the way out to the 45, so. <clears throat> Here we go. Second, first and 10 from the 45. Just a quick pass over the middle. There's a penalty marker late. Well, it was a line judge on the far side. <laughs> he threw that thing up uh, as about as high as you can flow it, throw a penalty flag. Yeah, I've never seen one go any higher than that one. That one had a had a parachute on it to bring it down. <laughs> I, it looks like it must be against Lawrence. Oh, oh another, ineligible. Another illegal eligible downfield. That's the second time of the night that's been called. That, that's why it was so late, I'm sure. But you could... Here's what I'm seeing now, Kevin. If they're going to pass, you see the Lawrence, none of the Lawrence players with their hands in the dirt. Uh, they're, they're, it's going to be some kind of a pass play, and uh, that's how they lined up last time. We'll see if they do it again. They've got a, they've got things spread out now. They've got trips to the far side. Neal's in the slot to the far side. Back to pass, rolling to that side. Quarterback, and he gets oh! hit and dropped. He was dropped. He was looking to throw the football, and the Panthers just nailed him. That was Jack Heilman on a big hit for the Panthers. Lost five yards. 
I'm telling you what, I that was the last thing that uh, that Dooley expected. I mean, he was upended. Second down and 18 now. Make that 19. 130 to go. Panthers lead 40 to 6. We're in the third quarter. Starting to get cold. <laughs> Second down and 19. Again, they give it straight ahead to the tailback. It's not Neil this time. He picks up four or five on second down. The clock continues to run, so if you're Lawrence, you're going to probably, it looks like, head into the fourth quarter with a, a big deficit. Going to be third down and 15, so Panthers need to hold them off here, but I don't know, maybe it's four down territory all the way. They're going to pass, Lawrence. Yep, pass blocking, back to pass, just a quick one over the middle, caught. The, the, the receiver cheated. He ran in front of the official back there. I just got a score update. Junction City now leads Wichita East 35-20 in the middle of the third quarter. So, again, that's a big game for the uh, for the Panthers to watch. Fourth down and five. Back to pass. Just a quick out. Panthers, I can't tell whether he caught it or – yeah, he caught it. Panthers had it defense very well. Panthers had the ball played very well on the, on the, on the route, but uh, – Lawrence is able to pick up first down. It was the uh, far side of the field. You have a hard time seeing that. This should be the last play of the third quarter. Again, they give it straight ahead to Neal. He's going to pick up five on first down. That's going to end the third quarter. Panthers lead 40-6. to six. This is Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ. You're home for... Panther football on the radio. We'll be back. In a world full of uncertainty, it's good to know that the Bible is the unchanging rock that we must rely on in an ever-changing and unsteady world. At the Well Worship Center in Derby, you'll hear the Bible read, taught, preached from, and discussed. Pastor Joplin Emerson and the Well Worship Center ministry staff pray that each and every service becomes a real, tangible opportunity for God to move in the lives and hearts of those who are present each week. For weekly service times and more about the ministry of the Well Worship Center, check out their website at thewellwc.church. Hey, I'm Keith Stevens. Join Donna Cruz and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. Matthew West shares about his brand new song, The Hope of Christmas. With every song I put out, it's in the hopes that somebody out there who's struggling can just hear a little three-minute lifeline and maybe grab onto it and go, okay. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith. Saturday, 6 to noon and weekday mornings, 6 to 9 on Alive 105. We're back at Lawrence to start the fourth quarter. Panthers lead 40 to 6. We're back. Nearly picked off. Yeah, that little razzle dazzle that time by Lawrence, and it doesn't go anywhere. Doyle, another score update now. Junction City 35, Wichita East 26. So East didn't give up in that ball game. They're still in it. Third down and four. Back to pass. Goes Dooley. Throws it over the middle. Caught inside the 20. That was a nice pitch and catch that time from Dooley. That'll stop the clock long enough to set the chains. 
So this Lawrence is the deepest, has got to put a lot of scores up really quick. This is the deepest penetration for the Lions. Oh, there's there's a guy that just jumped. <laughs> well, and we, we and, and I think it was one of their big offensive linemen that looks like he's about six five. And you know you don't pull that one off very well when you're that size. And when you're that size, you can't hide it. <laughs> And, and he, uh, he started backing up to pass block and, and, and kind of held his hands up like, uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a big young man. He's 6'4", 298. Hey, he looks good. A little quick pass out in the flat. Panthers read that, <laughs> nearly picked that off. Yeah, Panthers read the play very, very well, and it was nearly picked off. The second and 15, the clock stops. I think Lawrence probably going to put the ball up in the air a little bit more than they have. I mean, you still got Neal in the backfield who can get you a big run, but uh, you got to get them quick. That was Jameer Clemens on the stop. That was a nice, nice knockdown. Back to pass. Panthers chasing the quarterback. Nearly got him in the backfield. Still running for his life. Now he throws it up in the end zone, and it's incomplete. Well, you got to give Dooley a ton of credit for not taking a sack on the play. He scrambled for his life and then tried to look down in the end zone and make a connection, but Panthers uh, were able to keep him out. Well, you know, I think Lawrence is at the at the point in the ballgame where they're going to have to put it up so the Panthers can pin their ears back, show him some blitz every so often. And we only had one guy really penetrating that time, and he nearly caught him, but, uh, you know, he needed some help. So it's third down, 15. Again, back to pass, rolling to the far side. But a man in the flat, I don't know whether it was yeah, caught or not. Yeah, they're saying catch. It was, a, it was a, a close play, but they're saying catch. If he caught that one, that was an amazing catch because it was at his ankles. And we're far enough away and low enough that we can't really, can't really tell. Fourth and five for Lawrence on the Panther Looks like they're on the Panther 10 and a half, 11 yard line. So what do you do? Do you give the ball to uh, Neil and try him, or do you try to throw it? Well, again, if you're Lawrence, you need to put some points on the board very quickly. Fourth down, back to pass. Panthers they're got to sack it. the quarterback. What a huge sack by the Panthers on the play. Luke, Luke Stewart was the guy that was back there first for the Panthers, and he was backed up uh, by Jace Jenkins, but what a huge loss. Duel, just a reminder while we got just a break in action that we do have uh, the ball game available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you like to listen uh, to to your ball games. You can listen to these ball games usually anytime after about 11 o'clock. Yeah. And, you know, so call the grandparents, call whoever you want. This uh, is, a, is a neat thing that the radio station does. Panthers are going to take over on their 21 after that huge loss on fourth down. They lead 40 to six. They give it to Edwards. He gets to the outside, still on his feet. He's going to pick up, I don't know, four or five on first down. So good gain on, no, that was Hubbard. Yeah, this is a freshman running back. and Hubbard nearly gets around the edge. And if he does, he's going to pick up big yardage. It, uh, you know, at this juncture of the ball game, Coach Clark's kind of backing down. He's got Edwards out of the ball game. Wash and Hubbard in the backfield. As we know, Hubbard's got speed to burn as well. He's got some speed to burn. 
Panthers just taking their time. They're not in any hurry. There's 13 seconds on the play clock, and Wash is just standing there watching the play clock. The game clock's at 9.30. Panthers lead 40-6. to six. They give it again to Hubbard. He gets maybe back to the, the line of scrimmage. It's going to be third down and about five. Now Junction City's jumped back up on East now 42-26 to 26, uh, with 6.09 left in the third quarter. So, again, it sounds like a, a battle uh, in Junction City. Well, we lost a yard or two on that one. It's going to be third and seven. So the Panthers, in order to keep this drive going, they're going to have to pick something up here. And Panthers have really been able to keep Lawrence out of the end zone tonight, short of the uh, the fumble uh, that was picked up uh, on the opening kickoff. You know, I'm, I'm looking for uh, Edwards. And I hope there's nothing wrong. It's just maybe giving him a Panthers moved. Going to be a false start on the Panthers, so that's going to make it even harder yet. It's now third down and 12. I sure didn't see anything wrong with Dylan, uh, you know, after the touchdown. But, you know, I'm with you. I don't see him down on the sideline. I guess the good sign is you don't see him down on uh, on the training table. No, he, they, it might be just be getting him, giving him a series off. Yeah, here he comes, I think. Yeah, Dylan. Dylan's coming back in the game. It's third and long. Clock, Play clock's down below 10 seconds. And I don't know whether if you coach Clark, whether you have to burden one here. They're going to try and get it off quick. They got enough. And Edwards, or Wash, is going to be taken down for another loss. Back to about the 15. So the Panthers are going to have to punt. Well, and you know the the unfortunate thing about that is is you know when you get down into that stretch and the clock's running so quick and you're trying to get it called in, you, usually those plays don't work well. Panther defense is going to have to step up again. Luke Stewart's kicking, punting for the Panthers. He's going to stand about at his goal line, so Lawrence is going to have good field position to start this possession. Yeah, more importantly, with 7.43 left in the ballgame, they'd have to score a ton of points in a hurry. 40-6, to six, Panthers lead. Low snap. Not a very good kick. Off the side of his foot. Going to hit it about the 30, and that's where it's going to go out of bounds. So pa- Lawrence is going to have excellent field position inside the Panther 35. Well, if you're Coach Rempe, you know, what do you have in the playbook that dials up you know, this many scores that quickly? So, you know, you got to feel halfway decent uh, in this, at this juncture of the ballgame where the Panthers stand. Going to be first and 10 from about the 32 of the Panthers. This has been a Panther defense all night that's bent. They just haven't broke. First and 10, and they give it again to the senior, Neal. Nice tackle out there by Jack Heilman. I think he's going to pick up a yard or two, but still good play. And I, again, I think if you're Lawrence, you're looking at the play clock, you're looking at the game clock, you're looking at everything here. They don't seem to be in any big hurry. Second down and nine. He picked up a yard on that play. Dooley's the quarterback. They're in a pistol formation. You got to suspect a pass on this, and it is straight drop by Dooley. He's trying to. He's going down. Ball. Back. The ball's, ball's on, the on the ground. I think the Panthers have it. We'll wait and see. I think Lawrence is going to keep it. They may have, but what a sack by the Panthers! Well, again, I think I think uh, 
Coach Wietrich sees a little blood in the water. <laughs> I mean, he knows they've got a pass, so, you know, he's putting a little extra pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, Uduli's very lucky to get that ball back because that, that would have been another big fumble. Still turns into third 19 for Lawrence. Well, it's going to be fourth and night. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to go for it. Oh, it's, no it's, question. There's 620 left here in the ballgame. Day of trailing 40 to 6. Dooley, give it straight ahead to Neal, and he's going to pick up five or six. Nothing fancy at all. Lawrence took the ball straight up the middle on the play. And again, I think if Coach Rip, you know, I mean, letting the, the, the clock just down, they're in no hurry whatsoever. Clock moving. Panthers lead 40 to 6 for six minutes. Dooley rolling to the near side. Now he's being chased back to the other side. He just kind of throws the ball. Hey, oh, he caught goodness. it. I, I mean, it was thrown up for grabs, and I think the, the Derby defender just stood there in disbelief, and he let him catch the football. That, that's what it looked like because we were right there, and the, and the quarterback, I mean, he just threw the ball up in the air hoping somebody would catch it and and our guy was right there and uh, that that catch was kind of a it, i guess it was a good catch because he got it but uh we could have played that one a little bit different i think yeah the lawrence guy that caught the footballs down on the ground it looks like it's probably just a cramp but uh that's uh by far the first uh, time that lawrence has been inside the five yard line well yeah the panthers had the quarterback running for his life and all of a sudden, I mean, that's all he did was chuck it up in the air. And, uh, you know, I guess he knew he had a receiver over there somewhere. <laughs> but, You're uh, running for your life, and that's the that's the uh, classic Hail Mary throw that hey, I just got to throw it up and hope my guy comes down with it. And uh, if your Lord's high, you're, you're fortunate enough you do. Well, and I, and I think you're right. I think it was just a cramp. And, uh, yeah, that, that play could have been a, a total incompletion, just as easy as a completion. But it's going to be first and goal for Lawrence with five and a half minutes left in the game. They they trail 40 to six. Dooley and Neal in the backfield. They give it to Neal. He's not going to get in. He gets maybe a yard on first down. It's going to be second down and probably goal from about the three. Panthers, Panthers have bring in, brought in some new guys. So they're shuffling been, in and out some guys. Yeah, Panthers are keeping some some guys uh, healthy tonight. I think their back four are okay, but their defensive line they they're moving guys in and out on just about every play. And again, they try to run it. Panthers. <laughs> Throw him down well, after Jack Heilman again was in there along with Colson Searing. Those guys were like, no, uh-uh, you're not going to get in the end zone this early. So it's still going to be, it's going to be third and goal from the three. Now Panthers say again, you, the defense has played really lights out tonight. You got to give them a ton of credit. We said at the opening of the game that for us to have success, it was going to be that front seven that had to do something really dull. They've stepped up and done just that. I'm looking for a rollout by Dooley and, and a little pitch into the end zone. That's what I'm looking at, looking for. We'll wait and see. Am I in Coach Rampy's head or not? We're <laughs> going to find out. 
Again, just a quick handoff. I think they got in for yeah, the score. He was able to struggle into the end zone to get the score, but 4:05 left in the ball game. Uh, again, this isn't Vegas. You can't double down. You can't do a whole lot of lot of things here. Well, I suspect maybe they'll probably. Well, they're going to kick for the extra point. It looks like. I thought maybe they'd try to go for two, but it really doesn't matter at this point. 4:05 left. Panthers lead now, 40 to 12. This is the first score the defenses get. Well, that the other score, but. We turned the ball over on the 12-and-a-half, 13-yard line. So kick looks good, and it is. So with 4.05 left, it's now 40-13. Panthers will get the ball. All they need is a couple of first downs, and they can salt this baby away, and we can go on to probably play Junction City next week. That sounds like that's the way things are uh, panning out down at Junction. And, uh, you know, Dolly, if, if you're Coach Rempe here, I don't think you try an onside kick. I don't think, you know, again, you're, you're in a juncture of the ball game. There's just not a whole lot you can do. Well, you, you kind of suspect the Panthers are going to try to use some clock uh, on this series. But, you know, they got they got to pick up yards. They can't just, you know. Well, we, we got another score update. Junction City 42, East 34, still a minute 30 in the third quarter. So East isn't giving up in that ball game. 42-34, wow. That's uh must have somebody on the scene there because those are pretty pretty good updates. Yeah, if they still got a whole quarter to go, that game's in. You know, that game's not decided. Yet. Yeah, we know East is a very talented football team. Oh, this 42, year. 42-34? That's correct. Forty-two thirty-four. That's one score difference. Yep, there is the onside. Panthers get it at midfield. A nice play by the hands team. Well, I think, you know, again, I said, I don't know what the coach Rempe will do that, but, you know, the football gods tell you in that situation you have to. You know, you see it in a lot of ball games. There's You're down by 14, 21 points, and you're, you're calling timeouts. So you're utilizing all your timeouts. Just to, that's what you got to do. Well, the Panthers are going to have it at midfield. That's Colson Searing that uh, picked up the ball. And the Panthers have a new quarterback and a new running back. Yeah, so Panthers called off the dogs in this ball game. Uh, Zerger is now in at quarterback, and Hubbard is in the backfield, but we still got some of our starters on the offensive line. Zerger, he gets maybe back to the line of scrimmage, and that's about it. You know, Zerger's just a sophomore. Duel. I know Coach Clark was talking. He, he Really praising the young man. I think it was uh, Wednesday when we were at practice that you know he said, "Hey, you know this kid's making the right reads, and that's a that's a good thing." Going to be second ten for the Panthers. There's 15 seconds left on the play clock, so plenty of time. Zerger doesn't need to panic. Got plenty of time to call the play. Second down and ten. Hubbard, he gets hit in the backfield for about a yard loss. I think Lawrence was in the backfield before Hubbard saw the football. Well, you got to figure Lawrence knows what we're going to do. We're going to run the football, keep the clock going. I mean, that's that's the old adage they do in, at all levels. And uh, now it's third down and long. And they've still got Lawrence, still has three timeouts with 250 left in the ballgame. Again, Panthers lead by 27. 40 to 13. Now, Hubbard's still one of those guys. All he has to do is see a seam, and he could break one. 
Zerger, he picks up a couple. It's going to be third down, and I'm going to say nine, or fourth down, excuse me, and nine for the Panthers. Yeah, you got to think here. You might see Luke Stewart come in to punt. You're going to see the punt team come in. I think if you're Coach Clark, you're going to say, hey, Lawrence, we're going to eat this clock down to where we can, and we're going to force you to, to drive the football uh, you know, 70, 80 yards on us at least. Well, there's going to be under two minutes when this play starts. It's 40 to 13. Panthers look like they're going to get out of Lawrence with a win, move them to seven and two. Good, good snap. Nice punt, spiral, and it goes out of bounds at about the, uh, I don't know, 32 yard line. Panthers have definitely backed off. They have their number twos in the ball game with a minute 45 left. Yeah, we'll hope we get another score update before uh, our ball game wraps up tonight. But, uh, again, we want to thank uh, uh, Coop for uh, giving us some scores uh, in that Junction City uh, East High ball game. Again, our last score that we had was uh, Junction City, uh, I believe it was 42-34. to 34. That was still in the third quarter. And they give the ball to Neil, and he gets, he's going to score. We're not going to catch him. And Panthers, again, they, they, they've kind of cleared the benches in some regards. So, you know, it, it's just a, uh, I guess, one of those newspaper clipping scores, really. Well, you know, that's, that's again, that's the number twos in for us. And uh, obviously Lawrence doesn't have their – any of their, yeah, again, uh, you and, and I talk and, about that a lot. I mean, you know, these are a lot of seniors. And you got to let, let them play. play. You got to. But here they've scored. So, you know, you put you put some subs in because they've scored. Extra points, good. Panthers now lead 40 to 20 with a minute and a half left in the ball game. Yeah, Panthers should be able to, to hopefully ride this one out uh, on this next series and come away. As again, you, you know, you're down by 20 points. You don't have a whole lot to do with 134 left. One one play, that's all they needed. Took 11 seconds, and it's now 40 to 20. And uh, But, you know, right, right now it's just window dressing. Uh, people that didn't see the game. You know, it's 40 to 20. They'll think, well, you know, it's closer than I thought, but it really hadn't been a close game. Well, it's like last week's game against Gardner Edgerton, the same thing. You know, that, and again, I, I personally don't blame coaches when you got seniors out there. You know, you know, you don't want to see your kids. The season's going to end for them. They're going to check in equipment after the game, let them play, and, uh, you know, they know what uh, they know what's going on. I think you're going to see, you know, the hands team again out for the Panthers, and uh, they'd expect nothing but uh, – a kick here to an uh, onside kick. Well, yeah, you got to put the hands team out. Panthers have nobody back. They got two guys standing on about the thirty, but you got to you got to figure it's going to be a. And it is no, they just kind of pooch it. Panthers recover. Panthers I are going to be lucky to recover it. I think they recovered <laughs> it on about their own thirty. Yeah, it was it was kicked to the second group of guys. Panthers, uh, the ball bounced around, and I think Reed Liston finally came up with it. But, uh, you know, that's a uh, – it could have been a bad bad mistake by Derby if Reed doesn't come up with the ball. Well, just just first glance, the, the Lawrence defense is still the, still the starters. 
with 1.30 to go. They trail by 20. Panthers obviously have their number twos in on offense as well. Not all of them. Got Zerger and Hubbard in the backfield. Give it to Hubbard. He's going to get trapped in the backfield, get hit, maybe gets back to the line of scrimmage. Right. Again, I think the Panthers are going to be able to uh, run so much clock down here. Lawrence isn't doing anything. They're, they're not calling timeouts and trying to do anything too fancy here. They're, and they're starting to exit some guys off the field. There's that some guys' like new it, faces yeah. showing up. They've had a good year, Lawrence has. They're 9-0 coming into this ball game, and uh, Panthers pretty much handled them. I mean, it, you gotta you got to tell the truth here. Panthers, except for that opening score, then Lawrence didn't score again until the fourth quarter. We're still 42-34. East is trailing in that ball game at the start of the fourth quarter. Panthers take a knee. Zerger did. So they've got to do that one more time. Yeah, they, they started the 30 the, – the, the, get clock very slowly so man, Panthers may have to take another snap but those the clock is almost in unison we just down that's it that's ball game Panthers are going to lead for win 40 to 20 they're going to advance to the semifinals and as things stand right now we will be playing uh Junction City yeah well and, and that's the way it looks we'll see if we don't get another score or for it from before we wrap up tonight's ball game, but you know, Doyle, a, a good ball game by the Panthers tonight. You're right. This is a Lawrence team that had a great season. They came into tonight's ball game nine and zero, no patsy whatsoever. The Panthers just really fired on all cylinders. Yeah, they, they they played very well. The Panthers did. Uh, I mean, again, this is no patsy team. They just beat. This is a good football team, Lawrence Lions, and uh, you know, the final score is forty to twenty, but you know, it, it was just. Panther domination most of the night. Yeah, no question. Panthers, like I said, what started out as maybe a scary evening when, you know, you have the opening kickoff and the Panthers lose the ball and Lawrence goes in and takes uh, the, the initial score. They miss their extra points. So the Panthers trail by six. What happens? Dylan Edwards turns around on the next play, takes it to the house, ties things up, and really from there, the game was out of question. The Panthers just kept putting points on the board. Panthers win this one 40 to 20. And again, they advance to the semifinals. Uh, we'll pl be playing either Junction City or East at the winner's uh, field. So this is Panther football on a live 105. KDKQ will be back. If you love smooth jazz, you're going to love Sunday nights on Alive 105. Sunday night from 8 to midnight, it's Christian Smooth Jazz, featuring gospel jazz and emerging formats, blending elements of gospel, R&B, jazz, smooth jazz, and praise and worship music, creating a contemporary sound that is inspirational, passionate, and musically complex. Join us every Sunday night, 8 to midnight, on Alive 105 for Christian Smooth Jazz. 
I'm Keith Stevens. Join Donna Cruz and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. Matthew West shares about his brand new song, The Hope of Christmas. With every song I put out, it's in the hopes that somebody out there who's struggling can just hear a little three-minute lifeline and maybe grab onto it and go, okay. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith. Saturday, 6 to noon and weekday mornings, 6 to 9 on Alive 105. Hey, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the Weekend Top 20 Countdown, revving up for another great Weekend Top 20 Countdown show with Luke Smallbone for King & Country stops by to talk about dealing with depression. And Chris Tomlin tells us what he thinks about today's generation. We'll give you a chance to win Chris's brand new release called Chris Tomlin and Friends. And we'll hear future hits this week from Phil Wickham and Big Daddy Weed. Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. on Alive 105. Music that's good for you. It's Shawn Michaels, and get ready for this weekend's two-hour time travel trip as we head back to relive some of the biggest classic Christian hits of the past. And coming up this week, Peter Furler tells us the secret to writing a hit song, and Scott Crepain recalls what it was like to win the songwriting competition on American Idol. Plus, your classic requests are always welcome at 2623-REWIND. Join me again this weekend for another trip to Christian Music's past on Christian Music Rewind. Christian Music Rewind, this Saturday at on Alive 105. It's time once again to open the vault, pull out a Christian music chart, and count down the top 30 radio hits from that month. This weekend, we go back on this date to November 1987. Brian Duncan, Margaret Becker, Stephen Curtis Chapman, the four brothers Winans, and also BB and CC. Join me, Larry Wayne, for our top 30 flashback next time on Streets of Gold. Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. Hey everybody, this is Andy Chrisman. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. This week, my special guest is Kimmy Simon of Oral Roberts University Worship. We really want to be able to cultivate atmospheres and cultivate moments where people can hear God's voice better. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with my special guest, Kimmy Simon of ORU Worship. Worship with Andy Chrisman, Sunday mornings at 9 on Alive 105. Back in Lawrence where the Panthers have knocked off the uh, Lawrence Lions, and I, I should make sure I call it the, the Chesty Lions, and uh, they've knocked them off. They were the number one team in the state prior to tonight, and it looks like the Panthers are either, either going to play uh, Junction City or Wichita East, whatever, it's going to be a road game. Play. Well, and, and hang on to your seats on that one because, you know, they're just starting the fourth quarter, East driving down the field on the 24-yard line, so are now the 16-yard line, so again – and that ball game, it was Junction City 42-34, but East is threatening. So we got a ball game down there uh, we'll have to keep our eyes on. Noah, let's go ahead and get into the end of the game stats for tonight. Uh, first downs uh, really in favor of Lawrence High tonight, 27-23 to for the Panthers. This is uh, part of the ball game where the Panthers really controlled the line of scrimmage. 44 touches for Derby, 209 yards on the ground. 40 touches for Lawrence, 167 and Doyle. A lot of that happened at the end of the ball game. Well, yeah, they had a, what, a 65-yard touchdown run by uh, Neal late. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, the the Panther defense, for the most part, played well tonight. Well, and Lim Wash was four for four tonight, 52 yards. But let's face it, they didn't have to throw the ball tonight. They were able to run the football and have a lot of success. 
success. They held Lawrence 11 for 23 for 120 yards. Doyle, pretty good night for the Panthers again with a lot of short field opportunities. 261 total yards of offense, 273 for Lawrence. Yeah, it was, it was a good, good night. Again, the Panthers, you, you had to see the ball game. I mean, those stats are, are a little bit, uh, you know, they don't belie how good the, the Panther defense really played. No, Panther defense really, as we said, this front seven had to have a good good ball game. They did just that. Again, Lim Wash again tonight, four for four for 52 yards. Reed Liston, two of those catches for 34. Dylan Edwards had one catch for 14, and Tillman's had one for four. Dylan Edwards, again, had a nice night rushing the football. 19 carries, 158 yards. Lim Wash, 16 carries for 62. Uh, you know, Panthers just controlled the line of scrimmage tonight. They were able to run the football. Dylan Edwards had a heyday. You know, and again, we're not even throwing in the, the nice kick return that Dylan had. Panthers uh, did the things they had to do tonight to be successful. And uh, again, uh, you know, the final score always that you like to look at in favor of the Panthers tonight, 40 to 20. And that's what I like to hear. Again, we'll play again next week. Uh, uh, the Panthers are going to play somewhere. Well, we do, We just got another quick update. East did score down there. So that ball game's uh, turning into a, a bit of a Donnybrook uh, at Junction City tonight. What's, what, what is the score now? Well, it should be. We'll see if they got the extra point uh, in that ball game. But it was 42-34. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta assume that uh, if they went for two, they could have tied it up. They, they very well could have. So we're waiting on that. See if we can give you one last score before we uh, break. And it is tied up. So that ball game is tied up in Junction City right now with Wichita East. Noel, I know you and I between you, we, we, we're glad we're playing. I'd much rather play in Wichita than Junction City yeah, just for for the drive. No doubt about that. Final score here in Lawrence: Panthers forty, Lawrence Lions. This has been Panther Football on Live 105, KDKQ, your home for Panther Football on the radio. Thanks for listening.